Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I'm joined by the uh, ugh, by the Reverend Joe Laporta. I haven't done this in a while. God, I'm rusty. Uh, <laughs> far to my right, because uh, we can't be together, but uh, he's down there. Joe, what's up, man? Man, I'm living the dream. Just remember that nightmares are also dreams. Yes. <laughs> is it, are you are you in some sort of like Rick and Morty dream and dreamception kind of thing? Um, no, I'm pretty sure this is reality and it just sucks. Oh, okay. All right, that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right. Also here with us tonight is uh, Carlos Ramirez. Man, what's up? Um, I don't know what dreams are because I don't sleep anymore. I have a baby. I have a toddler. They wake up a lot in the middle of the night. Yes. What is reality? Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I but nobody knows what reality is anymore. Reality doesn't doesn't exist. <laughs> it's it's not real. <laughs> We're in the twilight zone. We're in the twilight zone. I actually have been watching a ton of Twilight Zone lately. Yeah. Oh, the original. Yep. I watch nice. an episode a day every day. There you go. This is uh, actually I, actually Joe. Explain your explain your your new TV binging uh, uh, the way you do it now. Well, I feel like I have to roll Dom in first. Dom, how are you doing? Before oh, yeah. I go off on a spiel. Oh, no, it's fine. You can spiel away. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, we already I, asked I, how I, you were doing. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm doing very well. I've developed a theory that I believe that all media should be consumed as a diet as opposed to, to the way we take it in traditionally. So I refuse to binge watch any television anymore because while I enjoy television and I enjoy pudding cups, I wouldn't eat seven pudding cups in a row, so I won't watch seven episodes in a row. In fact, I have a pretty strict diet where I don't watch more than one episode of the same show on any given day. All right. That actually sounds pretty wise. I like that. You it, know, it, 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 took, it took me five months to watch the, uh, the Clone Wars, so I can respect that. But that was not self-induced. That was just I couldn't find the top goddamn time. <laughs> yeah, Clone Wars I can only watch on Saturday morning because Saturday morning is for cartoons. That, that, I like that. I actually, yeah. actually, Saturday morning is for cartoons. That is correct. Oh, Sarah, and I, Sarah and I watch. We have like a whole block of cartoons every. every so Saturday morning. by cartoons, you mean Paw Patrol? Um, uh, no, know, no, no, no. My my child's a little older than yours. Uh, no, we watch, uh, <laughs> we watch Batman Beyond. We watch Clone Wars. Oh, We're yeah. working on GI Joe, the original one, and I'm nice. trying to sell her on Transformers, but that one's a little rougher. Uh, so a lot of times I'll just put Freakazoid in there instead. Freakazoid. Okay. Freakazoid. I'm getting there slowly. I'm getting there. I, I had uh, my kid watch uh, the first uh, TMNT movie the other night, and he actually we watched that really the other day too. It, so yeah, that's a good movie. Hell yeah, holds up. Yeah. So we have a lot to talk about because uh, FFG, you know, his Gen Con weekend was last weekend, and uh, FFG dropped a crap ton of information on us between points and new ships and all that kind of stuff. So it's so much stuff that we decided we are going to take it a little bit slower. And as opposed to trying to cram everything into one episode, we're going to spread this out a little bit. And we're going to start with uh, we're going to start with the points updates for Rebel, Scum and Imperials. And then we're also going to talk about the tie heavy uh, after after the Imperials. So got to milk, got to milk that cow because well, it's pretty it's, drained right now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's too much. It's really too much to do in one episode. So I, 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 we want to try to kind of give each each thing its due and, and give it its time. So we'll we're going to spread it out here a little bit. But um, all right, anyways, before we get into that, what do you what are you guys drinking tonight? Uh, Carlos, what do you got? 
Um, well, you know, because we're, you know, in this uh, situation we're all in, these lockdowns, these coronaviruses, I'm trying to limit the amount of time I, I go out to grab beer. Unfortunately, you know, with this, uh, all this stress, you know, 24 pack doesn't last very long. So uh, <laughs> I drank a 24 pack in the last three days. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad. So, so I decided, week is it? it's wet, man, on weekdays. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I decided to uh, to make a little bit of switch to liquor, um, you know, and those those stores last, you know, a few few days longer. Um, but <laughs> I've been uh, drinking a little margarita here, extra salt on the rocks, you know, uh, just the way I like it. Uh, oh, you, know, you like ex- it extra salty? Extra, dehyd- uh... extra dehydration. <laughs> We're going to end the episode with my salt. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Joe's, Joe's, Joe's got some salt for us that we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, well, I miss Joe salt. I know. All right, Dom, what do you got? Oh, I'm just drinking a Modelo tonight. I, uh, I didn't have any beer in the house, and I was making enchiladas tonight, so I just went out and grabbed some, uh, some Modelo. There you go. Joe, what do you got? I am, uh, I am currently drinking a nice uh, oolong and pomegranate tea, um, but I'm also staring longingly at a really nice bottle of St. Augustine Distillery uh, rum because oh. I am out of beer. So if this takes a sharp turn somewhere in the middle, uh, I'd <laughs> like to why. thank our sponsors, St. Augustine Distillery. <laughs> <laughs> They're not officially heard, a sponsor, but they should be. I've heard really, really good things about them, but I oh, haven't they're great. to try them. Yeah, oh, they're amazing, and they yeah. have a great tour, and like the owner usually is hanging around at the place, so you can shoot, yeah. you know, shoot the breeze with them. And there's a really good restaurant attached to the place, too, called The Ice Plant, and they, they make great cocktails up there. So, yeah, it's, it's a great place to visit, actually, if you're ever yeah, in St. Augustine. Yeah, if it opens back up, you should go there. Yes, yes, totally. Correct. <laughs> um, I myself uh, went. I, I got. I got traditional this evening. I went to my old standby. I got a fat tire, so uh, it it, feel, it actually feels. I, you know what? It's been a long time since I think I've actually had a fat tire. So I think it's because I, I left so much beer at your house the last time I was there. Yeah, there was. A, there's been a lot. I, I left, left a pretty like, hearty supply. There, yeah, there's been yeah, a lot of random <laughs> beers floating around here for a while. So yeah, I got. I got really decisive a total one. Yeah. So, so I'm going traditional here for myself, but, uh, all right, well, let's, let's get into it. Um, let's start off with the rebels. So we had this big points update, uh, that came out. It's obviously kind of interesting because they, you know, there, there hasn't really been a true meta for them to follow. And I think that's, you know, part of the reason the, the, it got delayed a month and, um, so, you know, it's interesting to see the point changes they made based off of the information they had, which I mean, you're, I'm assuming came from a lot of the online tournaments that were happening, but we don't, we, we cannot confirm nor deny that. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what they got in here, but anyways, <laughs> right. I mean, they said explicit. they, you know, I'm sure you read the post where they basically said, did not mention them obviously, but they can't. So it's kind of like. Well, maybe they ignore them, or maybe they didn't ignore them, but they can't tell us that they didn't ignore them. So, yeah. Either way. Either way, they can't tell us, so uh, we're just going to have to guess off here. But <laughs> um, All right, so first up, Ozatux. The Ozatux got a point drop. So um, they went down, they each, uh, let's see, Wolfwaru went down two points to 54 from 56. Lorik went down one point to 51, and uh, the Kashyyyk Defender went down to 42 from 44. So, do we think we're going to see Ozatux in the game at all? Uh, have we seen them at all? Hardly. I was going to say, like, if anything <laughs> no. is not in the game at all, and you drop it one to two points, 
I don't think that puts it in the game. You know, barring some strange math where you took something that you couldn't play six of before and now you can. I yeah. Don't think well, you do. looking at the point, I, mean, so the, I always look at the abilities first, you know, and uh, Wolf Waru has the while you perform a primary attack of your damage, you may roll one additional attack die. Uh, that doesn't seem to have any kind of, um, you know, meld with any other, you know, abilities um, that I can think of. Obviously, somebody else can maybe give him some more attack dice, but. You can put a crew um, on there. I think he's actually kind of fun with uh, Saw Gerrera, but I like yeah. I like games to go quickly. So yeah, <laughs> that'll <laughs> do it. Just continues to die. Yeah, yeah. You uh, can like, I'll saw. just punch myself in the eye, get an extra die, and then you're taking it just in both. Yeah, eyes. you can put him with Saw. You could put him with uh, Janors um, if you wanted to really maximize his dice. Um, right. You know, but I don't know if you know Wolf Warrior. I was, uh, I was thinking Saw crew. By the way, I apologize. Yes. No. No. I know. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, the saw and the U-wing wouldn't be that bad either because you could re-roll that extra die or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be terrible and bad. Lorik was great. I mean, I, I use Lorik a lot in uh, 1.0. And, you know, I don't know if it's just the evade tokens, the way they're used in 2.0. Reinforced. That's the reason he hasn't gotten them. Uh, gotten much play for his ability because it used to basically just be a canceled die. Uh, now, with the way that it is, you know, it's capped out. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so I see what you're saying. His ability, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I'm not really sure if... Uh, Lorik has a lot more flexibility uh, to be, you know, at, as he goes lower and lower to eventually become broken, you know, if, if some some way, shape, or form, um, you know, that ability uh, becomes broken at, mm -hmm. after a certain stage, um, basically highly efficient. Yeah. Um, but I don't see Wolf Warrior getting much play, and the, the chassis itself is not... Anything yeah. that, you know, kind of... I actually put Lorik on the table once towards the beginning of the second edition. And yeah, it is it is a pretty big nerf, you know, uh, to give it the evade token. And then, hey, maybe you don't even get to spend it and they just shoot someone else or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, and I, I guess it's a little surprising to me, you know, that they hadn't come down before this. I mean, I know the Kashyyyk Defender had. It started at 46 and now it's at 42, so it's come down four points. Yeah. Uh, but the Wolf War on Lorik hadn't, because... Yeah, I mean, it's really a nerf. What it was is just the nerf to the overall chassis, which I think was mostly due to reinforce being nerfed, um, ships generally having fewer actions, uh, and, and more, you know, more emphasis on movement, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think they'd need to come down a bit more, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think um, one of the things that, you know, towards the end of 1.0 in Lorik was, was part of this was that defensive abilities got really extreme and it, that that was part of the thing that that was that was really part of what made uh the kind of the downfall at uh at the end of 1.0 where it just got too ridiculous because it, it was partially that it was that you never really you never really didn't get maxed ice either on offense or defense <laughs> most like most optimized lists were just you know getting kind of max evades and max attack and it was so it kind of became this like you know just whoever wins initiative battles or whoever, you know, or, or like maybe bombs made a difference or whatever. But, you know, it, there wasn't really much of a game going on because the dice were kind of like oh, almost already decided. Um, it was deterministic. Yeah. So I think, you know, coming, you know, obviously, you know, like we said, the nerf, the initial nerfing of, of what Reinforced did compared to 1.0 and the, and the change to Lorik's ability and, and that kind of stuff have uh, definitely uh dampened it 
and you know he's coming down one point here so not not a huge deal i i don't think either wolf or lorik or the kashik defender are gonna make a huge splash all of a sudden with this point drop but they're edging down there and you know maybe a little bit further it's but it's kind of one of those things at 54 points are you going to go with wolf waru or are you just going to take a b-wing like braylon or or 10 numb so it's yeah those exactly. abilities are much That's more exactly independent right. yeah um you know that that are effective you know you, you got your re-rolls you know you're just more consistent um so you'd rather go with that every single day than adding an extra tech die that's a good segue, Carlos, because I would like to point out that one of the reasons the Azatuck probably sucks is that it has three attack dice and can't target lock. Mm-hmm. It's like Wolf rolling four dice and then just whiffing on it would piss me off all day, every day. Yeah, It happened all the time to me. I, I used oh, Lorik a lot, and it was just brutal when you rolled two focus. You have to reinforce. And I think I had a, a ship that coordinated. I think it was Ezra was in there. Um, so sometimes I would, I would pass him a focus action. But... <clears throat> Or it was Ray, uh, where she would bank uh, focus. But anyways, um, yeah, you'd you'd have to have some kind of modifier, and then you still have to reinforce every turn. So having a ship with just a single modifier, or essentially none, because you're forced to have to use the um, token for his um, his ability, it's just really brutal uh, for your dice mods. Um, so. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You're, it's just going to be very inconsistent. Yep. So, anyways, Ozatuck, it's come down a little bit in price, but I, I, don't, I don't think... Uh, I think the consensus is it's not going to be making a, a major meta splash, but maybe you can fit it in somewhere and have a little bit of fun with it. Like I said, so. I, think, I think basically, like I was saying earlier, it's like I think if they knock two more points off it and get the non-unique ones for, like, 40, mm-hmm. some... Somebody at your local is going to just roll up with five of them just because they think it's funny. Yeah. And God only knows how it'll do, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm that's sure what... I can think of. There's probably five points worth of something else I want more. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those ships that it, it's, it has the, you know, every ship I think has that threshold. And you, you see it, the different point costs. Like 50 is a, big, is a big deal because then you can get four of them. 40 is a big deal because then you can get five of them. Uh, so it's like those different little thresholds of where you can get more ships in the list. And, you know, dropping to 40 or lower may make you know a five a five kashyyyk defender list like maybe i don't know it's just paying the ass to a lot of lot to chew through are, so. are we considering at all the fact that it has a 180 degree arc is that something that's beneficial or, or? oh yeah yeah it's super yeah i mean the 180 I mean, degree arc is is fantastic actually that's probably if, the if best i had five of them on the table i think i'd be more impressed with that just because like uh, and that's what i was saying there's the nowhere coverage. to hide yeah yeah exactly that's what i was thinking it's but just as, that as you stands, consistently like, have shots yeah. I think Lorik has bad mods, so he's just going to miss those shots anyway. Yeah. It's like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, but, like, there's no statistic for, you know, I'm still sucking at shit at shooting. I don't know. I got nothing here. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move <laughs> this on. This metaphor wasn't going anywhere. I like how much time we spent on the Azatuck. This is the most the Azatuck's like. The Azatuck's like the fucking bell of the ball right now. It's the most this conversation. The most anyone's talking about it. <laughs> the <Azatuck's laughs> ever this is the most coverage it's ever gotten. It's it's like at 50 with one point. Wait, wait, so pretty. Oh, come on. So pretty. Come on. Somebody get me here. I, I've, I've either drank too much or I'm just really bad at my memory. But uh, what's the Kiati Mundi line from, um, from the Oh, Pickles? God. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't remember. remember. Like, then they say, what about the attack on the Wookiees? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We got to think about the Wookiees like, every now and then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, well, let's move down to the next uh, point change here. We got Miranda Doni in the K-Wing um, coming down to 40 points from 42. So more point drops for Miranda. I mean, Miranda started at 48, started her life in 2.0 at 48, and now she's all the way down to 40. So she's uh, lost 20%. Yeah, she's she's lost uh, she's lost sixteen and a half percent roughly in uh, in in points since the beginning. So this is you know that's a pretty big drop really when you look at the over the history of of two point and um, you know is she finally going to start getting some play at, at forty points? What 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 do we think? I've seen her out there a little bit, um, but you know does this kind of put her over the edges and make her more viable? Well, I haven't played since 1.0, so I'm going to go with I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, I don't love that. I don't love that at all. Yeah, I have no love lost for Miranda, but, um, you know, I, it's, she is a different ship these days, and it's not quite the same thing, uh, or not anywhere near the same thing. But <laughs> um, so just a refresher on her ability for everybody. While you perform a primary attack, you may either spend one shield to roll one additional attack die, or if you are not shielded, you may roll one fewer attack die to recover a shield. So, let's see. Yeah, so you can only ever recover one, up to one shield on her. You, you can't, you know, recover that second and third shield or whatever. So that's a big difference, obviously, from her 1.0. And, you know, we don't need to dig too much into changes on Miranda but um I don't know Dom what do you think about Miranda you think you think uh, 40 points is gonna get her in some lists uh I'm tempted to say no except I mean I'm tempted to say no because you know the things that make the K-Wings in general good obviously right are munitions right uh either either devices or or uh, you know fired munitions mm -hmm. um and that was true for Miranda and you know the wardens were more bombers but you know it's similar ideas um now there have been, I will say this, there have been some drops in some of the, the points, which we'll get to later, maybe of some of the munitions. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, plasma torps has come down uh, a little, just a little bit, um, <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, I do think the spending a shield to roll an additional attack die is still a good ability. Um, yeah. Now, oh, excuse me, it's primary attack. That's why she was also nerfed that way. Yeah, yeah, that way um, too. Yes, yeah. so yeah, no, I don't think so. There's obviously yeah. no way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one, even though I just said I don't want to see her around. Here's one reason why I think she might see play. If you look at the original point cost between the, the two, we don't call it pilot skills anymore, initiative, two initiative, the, the non-unique guy, mm -hmm. he used to be 40 points and Miranda was 48, so there's an eight-point point difference, right? Right now, he went down by two total since he came out, so he's at 38 right now, and she's at 40. Like, she's only two points more than a generic yeah, one. She's a bargain. Two more pilot yeah. skill and that ability. Yep. They are, as we put it in our play group, pushing the Garkin on that one. <laughs> pushing, pushing the Garkin. Pushing well, the Garkin. <laughs> so here's the analysis here, and I, and the one of the reasons why Miranda was so strong in, in 1.0 is she, she kept her points, right? You know, it was half points um, to, to get that. I think before they used to be uh, four and four, if I wasn't mistaken, maybe six and four, um, as far as holding shields. Um, she's six and three right now. Uh, so essentially... Uh, if you got her down to two hull, she's just about dead, and she regens those 
you know, two shields in the last couple of turns that doesn't take any more damage, you're not you're not getting any points out of her. So that means you can put seven points of damage into her, not counting anything that she regenerated, and you would have wasted all those dice. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you can only regen time. up to one shield. So you can't at a re- time, right? No, no, no. Just in general, because you can't read. She can't. She cannot regen, she can't if, regen she's, if she has a shield. if she has a shield. So that's her. That was one of the nerfs. Nerfs to her ability, basically, was making. Yeah, which is oh, if you're not shielded, sorry, yeah. sorry. Okay, my yeah, bad, my just, bad. I think about it. Hit so uh, hard. Now Carlos and the, and the is the new guy. <laughs> I am the new like, guy, dude. I am so out of it. But I just totally missed that one little blurb. Uh, oh, if you're fine. not shielded, no, that's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna go get more I'm out of it and go uh, make out with that liquor bottle. I'll be right back. All right, Dom. Dom Talk amongst yourselves. No, I mean I hear what you're saying, but you know. I actually don't. I mean, her ability is not that good. It's just not. Yeah. You know, as no, no, no. I with that one little blurb, I totally forgot. So yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you would have to get her. Um, if you have, if you get her down past uh, three, if, if she's down to three holes, she can't recover her half points back. Um, yeah. So and that that with one agility, that 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 shouldn't be too difficult. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. If you do a nice, you know, decent kill box. Instead of killing her, she's left with three hole, two hole. You you got something out of it. Um, so you know that that's useful at least. I yeah. think wardens would reach a playable spot. I think it's really the chassis and that Miranda's not bringing anything additional to the table, right? Mm. Um, you know, if, if there were good ways to drop bombs and 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 efficient munitions that were more efficient on a K wing, you know, we might see them played. But other than that, I I don't see how it could happen. Yeah. So, all right. Well, here's another another big one in the uh, the rebel faction here. This and this one, this one I'm interested in is the E wings. They all went down. So you had Cornhorn go down two points to sixty four. You got Gavin go down one point to sixty. Um, you got the Rogue Squadron escort go down two points to fifty one. And the kind of the big deal is the Nave Squadron going down one point to forty nine. Well, I guess it was at fifty already. But now you can get. F- Technically, you could do four of them, and you get, actually get a few points to maybe do something with. Um, so, what do we what do we think about the E wings? I know the, we haven't really seen them; they haven't really been played much at all. Like, I've seen Gavin out there a little bit. I've seen some lists trying to use the Rogue Squadron escorts. Um, you know, Initiative Four. You know, they were fifty three points. They, they weren't, uh, you know, terrible deal. Um, especially, you know, they got pretty good stats. Obviously, three. Three health, three agility, uh, three shields, three attack. So you know they're a little bit uh, better than they, you know, than the original 1.0 edition from just from a pure stats perspective. Um, they got the the linked action into locks for so you can barrel roll or boost into a into a lock, and they've got that ability, the ship ability that allows them to take uh, target locks outside of um, uh, range one, you know, basically to infinity. So that's a uh, yeah, I think is that it's a, the problem? What do you mean that they can't take is a target? Just that stupid ability. So it no, the the ability is is overall a positive, right? Being able to take locks, it, it's it's the only thing that they really have going for them. So the way I was thinking about it when I was talking to someone about this earlier today was, right? You're comparing E wings. In my mind, you're comparing E wings to other ships that have similar stat lines, right? And what that those ships are are uh, silencers, right? Three agility, three. Uh, three attacks similar um, 
type of ship and defenders, right? Yep. We're talking about like really tanky, hard hitting, big, you know, three attack, three agility fighters, small bases. Um, and the disadvantage, um, you know, the, the huge disadvantage, obviously the defender gets free evades, right? Uh, it also has one extra um, health, um, uh, right? I'm not going crazy. Yeah, the defender's got one more yes, health. Yeah, yeah, has one four, more health. Four and three. Uh, yeah. it, well, and then the, then, then the silencer and the E-wing, right? Um, and obviously the silencer has huge advantages, mostly in the fact that it has good linked actions, right? Yeah. E-wings have terrible linked actions. I was just right? looking at that. I'd never seen that before, but boosting into a lock that you can't take is fucking terrible. Yes, boost to lock and roll to lock are terrible linked actions. They, I mean, it's somewhat useful if you're running away, right, and trying to get grab a lock for later, but it's it's not super useful. Yeah. Um, and so, but being able to grab a lock outside of range isn't horrible, right? Basically, the one thing they have going for them over those other ships is that they can get those double mods on the approach, right? Uh, double yep. offensive mods. Um, I do think the points drops are nice. I mean, I love the E-Wing. I, I think you can play around with, like, I think you have to lean into the double mods thing, right? And play around with maybe, you know, R3 Astromech to let them take two target locks, you know, getting FCS on there, uh, putting munitions on them, right? You can fit three nave squadrons with proton torpedoes, right? Uh, I don't think it's good, but yeah. it's, you know, it's it's funny. Um, yeah, so I, I I think that's their issue, really. Mm -hmm. I, well, their their ability really lends itself to being an ordnance carrier, but they're too expensive to really be, or like just just an ordnance carrier. And then also the only ordnance you really want to put put on them is proton torps because they already have a built-in three die attack. Yep. So it's kind of like what other ordnance you're going to throw on them. So it's it's a little it's a little bit just of a strange combo. And I guess it's you know I mean maybe you know you just put them on there and and you just you just you just use that ability to just get your your double um, your double mods going into a, a an engagement. But um, it feels it just feels a little weird. A silencer then. Right. But then it's yeah. like why wouldn't I just take a silencer for 48 points? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's actually kind of the, the weird thing. I know, and I know the Signer Jameis engineer is is a one uh, initiative one, but honestly, the difference between initiative one and initiative two is basically nothing. And it's so it's one point cheaper, and it's probably just a better ship. So just just simply because of the built-in ship ability that that you know it can it has um, you know the auto thrusters like the like so it can booster barrel roll in any order it wants to. Um, yep. You know, so it, it's it just has a better ability, um, it, and it so it's the fact that it's one point cheaper is even a little bit more, even a little weirder. So, yes. <laughs> yep. My my main issue with the ability is that it's it causes kind of like a, a little bit of a back and forth, right? And the the first thing is if you set up your target locks and you know stack them all up you know let's say you have a few e-wings and you stack them all up on a one target you know if your planet gets a good player what is that player going to do is that are they going to feed you that target so you can do double modded shots on the first turn yeah first combat round i mean if it's you know, important enough figure though what are they going to do leave them completely out of the fight that's still well it's it's a it's a win-win either way if, if if depending on the um the list, right? So if you're talking about a swarm, and then yeah, I would probably be fine with just having that one ship fly around behind them. Why not? You know what I mean? <laughs> Wasted target lock. Now they don't have double mods on anything. Yeah. Um, and then now that ship is it's got three target locks on it, and they're not 
aiming at it mm-hmm. because they're too concerned about all the other ships. Um, so, and I'm not saying that that happens every time. You know, maybe sometimes the target, the ship they choose to target lock is the bait. Um, you know what I mean? So it just, it kind of traps you, um, you know, into a, a situation. So it's harder to to use it to your advantage. If you see what I'm getting at, it's like it's harder to go, well, I'm going to set up my target locks ahead of time on this target, and I'm either going to use it as, you know, a bait and switch, mm-hmm. or, you know, but it's like, okay, if you use it as a bait and switch, so you're not getting your mods, or actually figure out a way to trap this, you know, ship, um, or, or knock it out. And a lot of the times it's like target lock the most important, you know, target or something like that. That target's probably not going to sit there and let you fire at it anyways. Um, you know, an ace, you know, ship or something like that. So, yeah, it I just, mean, uh, the, the, the ability to me is just, it's, it, it kind of pigeonholes you into a certain situation that early, like right in the beginning, mm-hmm. that sometimes you may not want to be in. So it's not matchup proof. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it, it honestly, it's kind of like the rebel version of the Jendin lists where, like the Jendin Inquisitor lists where, where Jendin would just let them lock, they would just get locks all over the place, you know, like, or just, or, or pick on somebody. And so it, it can be used well when used appropriately, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely difficult to get right. And, you know, op- opponents who've played against that strategy before are, are going to probably have ways to deal with it. So it's yeah, it's just not as it's just not a great ship ability compared obviously compared to like the the silencer. But um, but anyways, what what about Corin? I mean, Corin has come down ten points now from his original cost. So he's down to sixty four from seventy four since since two came out. Like is I, I kind of feel like I mean he he gets a bonus attack right. He can carry. Uh, you know, he, he's got this ability to take the target locks. He can uh, from anywhere. He can he can carry a fire control system, so he can you know get a little bit of uh, extra um, economy for his uh, target locks. Um, you know, is is Corin getting maybe usable down at sixty four uh, points? I, I think I'm gonna take this one here. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. No. Because any any figure that you saw zero on the table, they got a two point decrease isn't changing anything you know what i mean yeah you're losing two points you're going from you know and like i said i'm still old i still count 1.0 math he's only losing one point in 1.0 math how how does that change your opinion of a figure really yeah i mean I, well i think I mean, you're right lost 10 total since the original thing that seems big that only seems big but it's not like you know what i mean yeah he was at 66 he, he, before and he wasn't on the table Mm-hmm. Here, here's like, my number one reason that yeah. Corin will never be good in one and two point as he was in one What was the astromech that Corin always had in one point R two, yeah, because it was all about timing. It's all about running Corrin away Horn. and getting your fucking yeah. Super. Exactly, it was all about timing. You put yourself in a range one position. Maybe you take a few licks, but you absolutely blast somebody with eight dice with fire control systems where you had full target lock mod for both shots. And then your first one of those two shots you used to focus. And then you ran away for three turns to regenerate shields. And then you came back. Which you were going to do anyway because you had to disarm. So you're like, correct. Oh, okay, well, no big deal. Correct. 
you can't do that in 2.0. You can't. You have a limited amount of regen capabilities, and you have a limited amount of mods. So all of those broken things that made corn good just don't exist anymore. I, I, I actually think the bigger problem with with Corrin is, I mean, I think the bullseye is a little bit limiting, but this is related to the bigger oh, problem. Oh, it's, it's it's super that is, he's yeah. I, It's that he's I-5, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to put, if you're going to have basically this this really expensive, you know, small base ship, uh, you know, that's ostensibly an ace and an ace hunter and, you know, able to do all this stuff, and he's at, he needs to line things up in his bullseye, right? He needs to be able to maneuver around, right? Um, he can't, like we talked about, he doesn't have good linked actions, right? You'd have to put auto thrusters on him, right, um, to, to make him playable, I think, or to, to, you know, to really be able to get that ability. Um, then that's six more points, you know, and you're still going to run up against I-6s, you know? And mm-hmm. then at that point, it's like, okay, cool, that, you know, why did I bring this, you know, 80-point ship in my list? Well, I think, I think the thing is, is that, you know, Corrin can't be a centerpiece like he could have been, like, like he, he was back in 1.0. Yeah. Um, but as he gets cheaper, um, he may, you may be able to fit something else more distracting than him into a list. You know what I mean? Like, like you may be able to make a list out of something where he is the B player, not the, not the A player. I see that. And if that's a possibility, and if you can actually kind of make something like that work in maybe like a three ship list, um, you know, maybe he's maybe he has because because he hurt, he can hurt real bad if he comes up from behind you if you ignore him because you're dealing with somebody else and then and then he comes up from behind you and he and double taps and, and there you go. So it's Steve. Uh, Steve. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, well. We have rules here, Steve. We have rules. Here. <laughs> I was just so channeling back, Travis. Going back sorry. to Koran Horn. Yes. No, I, I, I like where you were headed. You know, basically, if you can slot him into a list where he's not the primary star of yeah. the list. And I know that, obviously, you know, he, he never really was. I, I think he always was in a... Um, you know him and Dash. Well, I think the Dash Corrin list. Chewy. Yeah, the Dash Corrin list. That was, was a list. A, yeah, the, you know, obviously that list Weird. in 1.0, he was, he was kind of the B player to to Dash, but it was a two ship list, so right. it's really a fifty kind of a fifty fifty relationship um, to right. some degree. And then same thing with him and Chewy in, in 1.0, and then the other lists that he kind of popped. No, Nathan Idy obviously was kind of famous for making Corrin continue to work. Um, you know, in different types With the of lists. List. Yeah. So, so I remember, yeah, the the Poe, yeah, Poe Corn, and then the uh, the A Wing, um, mm-hmm. which worked out really well. And he also had the one that was um, that had like uh, what was it? Uh, was it Ahsoka? Uh, uh, it the was Tie Fighter? Corn, Ahsoka, and Biggs. Yeah. Uh, um, I love that list. I played yeah. that list a lot. That was yeah. Really nice. So, so he did a lot of interesting things with Corn over the like he could be the primary player in a, in a lot of lists especially you know obviously back then you were a, a lot of times running them with with um uh what have i forgot the damn name of it the one that gave you two more initiative or two more uh, pilots ver- veteran instincts veteran instincts and, yeah. and that, you know, that, that's what dom <laughs> pointed that out long. you know what i mean it has is that you you can't mess around with the initiative here um and and that well i mean you can in in some uh pilot abilities and stuff like that but um but yeah it, having him in i5 is very important because yeah in, in the other version, you know, you had him hop over to 10, and now he can hunt those uh, PS9s 
Yeah. Um, now in this case, you're right. Yeah, he doesn't become a a a ace hunter. He's more of a you know kind of a hammer, but that that's it. Like I mean, he's he's just uh, he's a glass cannon uh, yeah. in this game, much more so than before. Um, mainly because he did have abilities to keep himself alive. Yeah. Uh, now he really doesn't. Well, it is kind of weird thinking of uh, a ship that has six health and uh, an evaded action and three three evade dice as a glass cannon. Because <laughs> people hate him so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, people will go out of their way to murder him. Yeah. So, anyways, I, th- I, I don't know. I, I think he may, may be getting cheap enough that you could, I could see putting him in as like a, as a, as a secondary player in a, in a, in a list. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what that list is. That's something I've kind of need to think some more about. But, um, well, so, so let's, let me, let's, let's talk about that a little bit, right? I think you could throw him in a list where you maybe had like two big pieces in a support ship. I think you could throw him in a list where you had like a rebel triple aces type of list, which mm-hmm. is I think what you're kind of getting at. Yeah. But part of the problem is like, I don't know what your other pieces are in that list. It's probably something like wedge Luke Corin, but then wedge doesn't have support. Right. Um, yeah. you know, and it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. To yeah. A, a list that'll work. In. It, it, yeah. It's tough. And, and I'd have to really kind of dig into it some more. Maybe it's like, I could see him with Luke, just because I think Luke is very independent. Um, so if you like him and Luke and maybe some sort of support um, might be maybe a possibility. Uh, but anyways, I don't know. That's that's that that's going to require more thought and effort. But <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to the next ship here that had I, a point. I just have one last yes, go ahead. On this. I went I went to the grocery store today. All right. Uh-huh. And we could we could debate the relative quality level of Nutella, but it was $4 at the store today and I didn't buy it. If I go in tomorrow and it's $3.90, I'm still not gonna buy it. <laughs> and that's yeah. what we're gonna talk about a lot in this list. Yeah. Is that everything went down by like one or two points and a lot of this stuff wasn't seeing the table and for one or two points, it's still not. Yeah. But but I actually like that. Like, I mean, just to I'm throw fine it with it. I mean, it's not like anybody Yeah, plays. just small tweaks. We don't have to talk about it on every ship, but like, yeah, no, just in general, I think this is well, the right approach, right? Take, <laughs> take this opportunity when you don't have a ton of data, right? To take these ships that you know are just cost too much, you know, for mm. sure, and, and just to bump them down a little bit. And, you know, maybe bump down a little bit again. I, I just, I'm glad they're moving in the right direction. And I'm, I'm glad they're going to call me out and be like, he wasn't getting to the table before, like, Joe, it's 2020. Nothing's getting to the table. <laughs> right. That's it. Well, it's it, it's you know it's, it's something that needs to be identified is you know what overall you know what have we seen in each wave um, as far as how the meta transfers to you know uh, from each wave and uh, what it tends to go after. Um, and I, I think in general, um, you have to be careful about reducing too many points where you can not necessarily spam lists, uh, but where you can all of a sudden get the combination. Uh, think of, um, what was it back, uh, System Open Era, uh, that Rebel list, uh, the Braylon. Um, yeah, the and then the U-Wing. Braylon, Tenum, Cassian, and yeah, Wedge. Yeah, exactly. So now you have this combination, and it had a combination of, of abilities where all of a sudden it made it overpowered. Um, that's what you want to avoid, uh, specifically ships that have abilities. Uh, not necessarily a spam list. Spam list, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can have swarms against swarms, and it's just, 
you know, it's going to be what it is what it is. But uh, when all of a sudden you start reducing the points significantly on chips that have um, specific abilities, you want to be careful. Um, that way they don't overpower some other ship that also dropped by five points. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a ton of points for upgrades um, that'll help you modify those, you know, dice more consistently. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, th- yeah, I think, think you're right there. Um, all right. Next, next ship up here is the Hawk 290. I had a couple of drops. Uh, Kyle Katarn went down a point and the Rebel Scout went down a point. Um, I don't know that this is going to make too much of a difference for either of those. Janors is kind of the one Hawk you see out of the Rebels. Um, maybe Rourke. I, Rourke had a moment when, uh, when people were spamming him with, uh, you know, abusing him with Dash at one point in, in the Han Solo uh, gunner. So, uh, but Kyle and the Rebel Scout, I don't, I don't think they're going to make too much of a splash. What, what do you guys think? Um, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a huge difference. I mean, I think there's something to be said for the efficiency of Moldy Crow Hawks just in general, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, a general thing. I mean, like, back when Rourke was seen play and Jan was seen play, you know, Blair Bunky was flying a Rebel Scout with, you know, uh, with Moldy Crow just because it was a really efficient piece of adjusting list. Yeah. Um, you know, and no, I don't think a point is going to make a huge difference in that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anybody else got anything on that one? Because I don't. <laughs> nope. Well, I went to the store today, and uh, we could debate the relative quality of chocolate Twinkies. <laughs> but if I didn't buy them at $2.99, <laughs> I will not be buying them at $2.95. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I think that analogy is very applicable in this, uh, in this instance. Um, all right, so the next uh, changes we had here were to the Sheathapede. Um, Ezra got a, dr- a little bit of a drop from 42 to 40, and Zeb down from 34 to 33, um, which is still overall actually an increase for Zeb. He's, he was started, started life at 32, um, but he's kind of edging back down there. So, uh, again, the Sheathapedes, eh, you know, I mean, Ezra's kind of interesting, actually. I mean, I, I still think Ezra's pretty decent. Um, not not quite like uh, the Ezra Sheathapede in 1.0, but um, uh, he's still he's still pretty good. So, Carlos, you got any thoughts on that? I know you played a lot of Ezra back in uh, 1.0 and the Ezra Sheathapede. Well, uh, I mean, the stressability came from the stress hog, um, you know. So I'm not really sure what um, kind of forces the. A stress in this game for him to get his modifiers um, and you know it's I, I know the force didn't exist but obviously having to spend it you know that that's a modifier in of itself um, it's uh, it's it I don't know yeah. I don't know yeah I, it just <laughs> I haven't really seen a lot of the sheath of peas in play coordinate is such a great action um that you would you would think well uh, ap5 AP is probably the only one that has seen really any play in the rebels because he's the cheap coordinator that's really what is all he is so so cheap i I think ap5 was used back when yeah on his original cost on swarmless and he just happened to just kind of throw an extra uh, you know uh action at one of the ships but 
You know, a cheap coordinate ship um, is not something to shake a stick at. I probably wouldn't pay the premium for Ezra. Um, and I think just uh, watching those points for Zeb and AP5 will be important, mm -hmm. I think. Um, like I said, coordinate is an action that can be abused. Um, so it's, it's very important to keep an eye out uh, for those ships uh, if they get reduced in points because... You know, if they can get slotted in, they don't need upgrades. They don't need shit. Yeah. They're not there. They're not there to do anything but give somebody another action. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, makes them a target, which is, you know, they're no threat. So uh, you kind of want people to shoot at them. So you got to keep an eye out on those points. Uh, I'm not sure 33 does it, uh, but if those get down further, um, you just have to see uh, if they, they can slot into a list. Yeah. So uh, on kind of the same track down here with more of the Rebels cast is the uh, the TIE LN fighter. Um, they, had a, uh, they dropped three of the four of them. So Ezra went down a point to 30, and Rex went down a point to 29, and Sabine went down a point to 28. So I, I think uh, in this one, actually, the one I'm kind of intrigued with is, is Rex. Um, because if <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like a uh, like Captain Sevor from the uh, from the scum side, like if he gets cheap enough, you can definitely see him out there filling out squads and just kind of with his ability, like just like he did in 1.0. I mean, Rex showed up a ton in 1.0 just because he was a cheap, cool ability that you could throw on the table that would kind of cause some havoc. So, you know, I think if he comes down anymore, 29, I don't know if 29 is the far enough, but you know maybe but if if he gets down any 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 further he he could start showing up in some places i think suppressive fire is great um you know it, it, reducing one whole die actually um i'm not sure if you may have the text here on the actual yeah if you uh, uh hover card. hover over it so suppressive fire is while you perform an attack against a ship other than Captain Rex, roll one fewer attack die. After Captain Rex defends, remove this card. At the end of the combat phase, if Captain Rex did not perform an attack this phase, remove this card. After Captain Rex is destroyed, remove this card. And his actual ability is after you perform an attack, assign the suppressive fire condition to the defender. Right. So he basically okay. attacks something and then it gets this card on it. And if it, if it can't shoot at Rex, it has to roll one less die. Right. Um, okay, so it, it sounds very similar um, uh, to what it did before. I, uh, it's not, pretty much the same. It's very similar. I can't yeah. recall, yeah, if it's exactly the same, but it sounds uh, pretty close to it. Yeah. Uh, great ability. Um, it, it's kind of that same element that I talked about um, with the coordinate action, where it's a you don't want to shoot at him because he's not the primary, um, you know, target that you want to take out. But that ability is oppressive. Uh, and with three agility, uh, you tend to put, you know, sometimes um, the person into a situation where they may waste some shots. Um, and now they have to think, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, what do I do? Uh, do I fire somebody else with less dice or do I just continue to try to kill this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. So i I, li I like those kind of abilities um 29 sounds intriguing to me now that you mention it i may put it on my own personal list <laughs> uh, to see if i can play around with some rebels yeah um and see if i can make something work out of him because 
Yeah, I mean, the lower, how do you, how much lower can you get for a, uh, a TIE fighter well, with that ability? Not a yeah. whole lot. Yeah. I think part of the reason we see less play from him is just because there's higher ship counts, I feel like, and, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, when you, if you have a situation where you're flying against these lists with two or three ships, yeah, suppressive fire is amazing. Um, if you're flying against a separatist swarm, it's next to useless. So, uh, you know, I, it's just... Not next to useless, but it's yeah. its value goes way down. It does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the meta in general uh, being a little more swarm heavy makes makes it harder for Rex to fit in there. But um, if he gets cheap enough, uh, I could see him. Some of the some of the like, I know there was like some five ship rebel lists. Um, well, I I think what was it uh, didn't Daniel Taylor play a five ship rebel list in the finals at Worlds last year? Um, five or six. Yeah. I think it was five. Yeah, and uh, so. You know, I think that kind of five ship rebel list where, you know, maybe you stick him in there instead of something else. Um, you know, that that might be a, a possibility at some point. But remember, uh, you know, just my experience with Captain Rex um, was in a list where it was more of a um, fuck. What's the word for it? Uh, just basically you're, you're just trying to outlast um, the opponent. Yeah. Um, and. In that list, there was a lot of defensive uh, abilities. So it was like Captain Rex and had suppressive fire. You had selfless. You had reinforce with lower wreck. You had, you know, um, damage being dished around and stuff like that, being bounced around between ships. Um, you're getting less dies, and and I'm getting extra evade tokens. Um, in that kind of list. You know, I can see Captain Rex being very oppressive, and when you finally get to kill him, is twenty nine point was twenty nine points worth it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. was it was it worth it? Um, so it's just it's one of those things where his his ability in a vacuum is like, eh. You know, especially if it is against the swarm, I do agree. Um, but when it's used, you know, against a, a list uh, effectively with other abilities defensive abilities then now you can't really figure out what your you know your target should be um again carlos so. you set me up with the segue god bless you son god bless you <laughs> um the one point on him is something but i think it's really more interesting this will be a little bit of spoilers i guess is that if you take his ability going down one point and you take canon jarris's ship went down four points Mm-hmm. The two of them together have the potential to be something interesting that smarter minds than me can try to figure out. But, like, if you could suppress a fire guy and then use Cannon's ability to reduce it by another one... Yep. You are taking... You know, and granted, it's it's much more effective against, like, three-ship lists than it will be against a swarm. Yeah. But the two of them together are like, no, somebody gets minus two, minus two attack for a round. That's a huge difference. Yeah, that's huge. Like, Absolutely. You know, somebody like a, you know... Uh, Vader all of a sudden rolls one attack die is not that scary. Yeah. Or actually, he rolls zero and then adds one or some stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Well, but even, he was a bad even, example. Um, even against the swarm, so like Rex is a two and Kanan's a three. So like, let's say you go put him up against like your standard uh, swarm, your standard uh, separatist swarm, right? Which is pretty much all ones. So that means they're going to get to kind of pull that ability off and 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 basically pick one of those ships that maybe has the best shot or maybe the range one shot and say, Oh no, you just get a, you get one die now instead of, instead of three. And that might've been the one shot they needed to actually punch through damage on something because it, because it, that's kind of how a swarm works, you know? So 
Well, I, I, I think he put it perfectly, though. Like, if you have Cataract and Kanan, you can uh, double the effect on one ship, or yeah. you can actually split it. And you have two dice ships, and you make them fire one die instead, two of them. Now oh, yeah. you're effectively reducing that um, the effectiveness of the swarm as well. Yeah. Do they still have the... Um, there's the mod for big ships that make them obstruct shots? That's still a thing, right? Uh, yeah. Like, you could put that on Kanan, and you could just, like, hide Rex behind him and, you know, go yeah. full ham hawk on this stupid idea. Hey, the other thing. Can you suppress a fire? Oh, no, it's unique. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you can't do it to multiple people. Nope. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you like, go straight from right away. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, well, well that, that segues us right down to the VCX. So, we just started talking about Kanan, obviously. He went down four Segway. points. Segway. Hey, uh, he, no, four points. That's a thing. Now we're talking. Now we're yeah. talking. So, four points is a, is a pretty big swing. Um, and, again, this is, he's, had an, he's another one that's had a huge drop from his inception, starting at 90 points. So, he's, he's down 14 points over the, over the course of uh, 2.0's lifespan here. And... Um, you know, Kanan was a ship that got a fair bit of play back in 1.0. I still think it's it's obviously a really good ability. It's a really versatile ability, and we all know Force is good in general. Now, what's what's interesting is that Kanan probably fits into the class of um, one of the few kind of Force users uh, who really uh, really uses his Force for his may actually use it for his ability and not just as a modifier, which a lot of them tend to just do. So, so that's that's kind of interesting, um, but. Yeah, that, that four-point swing is big. Um, Callus also went down a point, and Chopper went down a point. Um, I, I That's think... a spoiler. I've been start, uh, just started to watch Rebels. Oh. So Callus being the pilot, is, is, it's a huge spoiler for me. It sucks. Sorry, dude. You know what's weird is uh, <laughs> Destiny didn't spoil it. He's actually just dark side on Destiny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they, uh, they let that one roll. They let it roll. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a pr- fairly new addition to the Rebels. He came in, and that was a hot... Uh, Hot Shots and Aces pack or whatever the the card yeah, yeah, the card yeah, one only the, pack. One of the newer packs. Have. Yeah. So, by the way, he actually fun story. He went down. Okay. So, um, in Destiny, you have thirty points to build a squad, right? Yeah. In X Wing, you have two hundred points to build a squad, right? He mm-hmm. got reduced by more points in Destiny than he did in X Wing. <laughs> when they when they rebalanced him, he went down three points in uh, Destiny <laughs> as opposed to one. Nice. Yeah, do the math on that. Do the math. Um, math. Yeah. So Callus was getting a little bit of play um, when he when he came in. I've I've seen him on the table a little bit. Um, I wouldn't you know wouldn't call him any any, you know meta, not really meta, but he's he was getting a little bit of play. So, but I do find Kanan coming down to seventy six interesting, and especially when like said like when you start combining it with some of these other things like Rex down to twenty nine and. And all the E-wings down in price, um, and Miranda down in price. You know, the, there's there starts there's some more combos kind of that are going to start coming out of these price of these price drops. Even though there's a lot of fairly small price drops, when you kind of start adding them all together, some ships that you really couldn't have fit together before, you can now, uh, or maybe some certain ships and upgrades you couldn't fit together before, now you can. So that that's uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting interesting drops I think in the, in the rebels here. Yeah, let me let me ask you one question, and I, I feel like this is a side effect that people tend to overlook on price changes. Mm-hmm. When would you ever use Hera over Kanan? Um, well, I mean, Hera Hera has gotten play. I think mostly just because she was way cheaper than Kanan. 
Um, but and I guess that that may be the the caveat. Yeah, yeah. Right. And she's a, a four point, point difference. difference versus a four. It's yeah, like, and the big and the big thing is she's also a five. That's the big thing is she's a is she's a five instead of a three. Well, okay. a five with a pick a different maneuverability. Is, it's a good ability. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's so, it's solid. It's it, you know, it's still a large ship. Yeah, you know, it's very difficult to try to dodge arcs with no. Also, um, I, I don't believe they have any uh, post movement abilities like they used to, right? Because the ghost used to boost, and that was one of the main uh, things. That the big base boost was super overpowered in, in 1.0. Um, I know we were Joe, Joe was like let's not talk about 1.0. I feel like I did. Uh, what? No, really? Why did I say that? <laughs> That's the opposite of what I said. <laughs> I like to think about 1.0 points, but uh, but no, I mean it's just one of the things that you know towards the end was the big base boost was so powerful. Um, you know, maybe I I I think the ability is great. Um, if they if you're in a position if you set yourself up in a position where you truly do have the hard left, hard right, you know, set up and they have a swarm and they decide to bite, you know, on one direction. Um, but overall, you know, the flexibility, depending on who you're playing against, is not really there, um, you know, because you can probably still be able to skirt, you know, the um, if you can tell they're leaning left or leaning right, or if you go, well, if I can point my ship in this position at range three, I have such a wide arc that I can maybe get five out of the six options. You know, I, I don't really see that ability being like super great to the point where all of a sudden this ghost becomes untargetable. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. you can't you can't shoot at this thing. This is crazy. Exactly. Um, with that fat ass. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is that, is that what you're getting well, at there? Well, yeah, that's what I'm getting she, at. How dare you say that about her? For four more points. How dare you? For four more points, you get two force tokens and you get a great ability. I will bump down to initiative three for that every single Yeah, but those day. force points don't do you a lot of good on defense. They do a hell lot on offense with four fucking dice. <laughs> well, with his ability, they do a lot of good on defense. But that's, you know, <laughs> um, and that's really what you're going to use them for, I think. You know, if you have one lying around to use for offense, that's great. But, Don, did you have something you were trying to say? No, no it's all good. I, I was basically just going to say, you know, dodging. I agree with what Carlos is saying. I think maybe the bigger issue is not that she can't dodge, because I think she can. Um, and... I think that is useful, right? Not getting, being able, having the ship basically get focused down. I think the big problem is that dodging with a ghost now is it's not you're giving up so much offensive firepower, so it's not worth it, right? Yeah. It's not like, like a fire spray where you're shooting, you know, shooting out a rear arc as easily, right? Yeah, um, yeah so. you have to have something docked, which makes them even yeah. technically just more expensive. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yep. I think what you need to do is I think you need to use her ability to not get blocked, so you just get modifiers. You know what I mean? You need to avoid yeah. getting blocked, which is sort of the thing that happens to big ships, just so you could take a target lock and just take those five dice and make them count. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that you have that many options with a big, a big, a big girl like that ship is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting. I think I think Kanan coming down to to seventy six. I uh, uh, you know he's close enough now that maybe you start taking Kanan instead of Hera if if that's what was your choice in the past. You know, so. It's, but I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think I think I think Kanan could definitely show up at, the, at this price range. I think 
Canaan at this price range is a bargain. Yeah. I, I, I'm calling it right now because calling I a shot. I'm calling a shot. I would not, it just, just in the VCX in general, just looking at these prices right here, the uh, local Rebel, Rebel being nine points less. I there's I just with force tokens are so so versatile yeah. and so powerful. Yeah. Nine there's points just for two, no four, reason. Yeah, no nine reason for two forces is not the ships. right pricing. It's just not the right. <laughs> it's just like if you could pay yeah. nine points to put two force on a ship, like that's just I would not, do it on a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah, I mean heartbeat. most most force crew costs. You know that's like what the cheapest one force crew costs, right? Is, yeah, is mm-hmm. yeah basically so, the uh, the fifth brother gutter is like nine. Yeah. Right. Fifth, uh, fifth brother gunner is 12 now yeah so it's big so his ability sucks Kanan, so you're paying 12 for getting, forgetting his ability yeah no, his you're getting 24 his points fine. worth of value over the rebel just from his two force points yeah <laughs> so, i mean it's stupid so, so Dom, i think in general <laughs> carlos i'm oh, sorry carlos i agree no, with no, carlos. no i i think if we were to see a vcx in play for this wave we're gonna see canon and that's it. Like, I, there, none of these other ships are worth it. Uh, bringing to the table for nine point difference, unless there's something super broken that some of these other ships will fit in. But, but yeah, the VCX itself, that 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 chassis, has nothing to do with the fact that this price for Canon is a complete bargain. Yeah, you take Canon every time. You fit him in first, and then you fit everything else. Yeah. yeah, and even though you can't use um, what you're saying, Joe, you, you're right. You can't use it on defense, the force on defense very effectively. But that's fine, right? I mean, four red dice, having two force when you target lock is amazing. Um, also, you can reinforce and still have two force to modify your attack, right? So it's 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 good. I mean, yeah. it's really good. So, all right. Well, so what, what I would like to I would like to close this argument by saying I was at the grocery store today, and. Uh, <laughs> P.F. Chang's in the freezer section has a meal for two, and I feel like that's inaccurate because only if you're a very small person is that a meal for two. <laughs> but Kanan is like when those go on BOGO and you could just cook two of them at once and feed my family of three. That's what Kanan feels like to me. All right. I would buy that. I would purchase that at the store. Oh, look, you can buy. That's a buy. <laughs> you convinced him. Yeah. There you go. Convinced. Convinced. Now we get to the, the we're we're in the fun section now the large well, plus ships. reinforcing and then using Kanan's ability is actually pretty super D mode too. It's like I'll just reinforce and then you'll also have less dice and it's like eh, yeah. have fun. Just a double slap. All right, yeah, you so, can't use the ability when they're shooting at him, but yeah. Uh, see, while well, yeah, because you're not considered to be in you're your own fire arc anymore. Arc. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. bummer, bummer. So right. anyway. No, if nothing else, it forces them to, to shoot at this, you know, giant ship instead of your other guys. But um, all right, moving on. The uh, this is one I know Joe's going to be interested in. The modified YT thirteen hundred light freighter has uh, gotten some point drops pretty much across the board. Han went down a point, uh, which I was kind of surprised about, just because I feel like he's been getting a fair amount of play anyways. I mean, 
I, I was I was gonna go to Publix's chicken wing bar anyway, but I mean if they're gonna take ten percent off, you know that's you know fine. yeah it's like it's <laughs> it was I was gonna get a pub sub, but when they gave me the ten percent off, I was like cool thanks. I didn't need it, but okay yeah I would have paid extra yeah. Um, now they are slow as fuck though Jesus yeah. I Land- love them but God <laughs> right. <laughs> Lando went down another point. He's down to 78, Joe. I feel like that's disrespectful, but I'm still okay with it. <laughs> still okay. <laughs> that's uh, like the best that's like the best ability in 2.0. It's and a they great give you like it has like it's no drawbacks. Ability. It's like the most powerful ability. They're like people still aren't doing it. I'm like, I guess I mean I don't know. I think yeah, Lando's good. Saying. No, I think Lando's good. If I, I actually think we're gonna get to this later, but I think maybe the in my opinion, I could be totally wrong about this. The thing that I would try pairing with Dash first would be Lando. I, I think a double pancake Lando Dash list is interesting. Yeah, um, I can see that. Oh. It used to be uh, Lando Lebo, was it? Yeah. Back in 1.0? Yeah, or Chewy, Chewy Lebo was a big one, Chewy too. Chewy Lebo, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but it just it synergizes so well to give Dash, who's going to be taking two giant four-die shots, another action right. every turn. <laughs> like, good it's Lord. just good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, Leia went down uh, two more points, down to 77. Um, yeah, let's stop on that one for a second. Yeah. I mean, they just released her in that weird Aces pack. Yeah. And then they had no tournaments. They're like, oh, she's overcosted. You're like, yeah. what are you basing that on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right. no one put her on the table. What, what table, man? Like, where do you see a table? Yes. Yeah. She just came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, go yeah. ahead. No, no, you, you go for it. Oh, no, I, I was just saying, it, I, I do f- actually find the point drops on the Falcon to be a little strange. Just in general, because I feel like it was a ship that was getting, like Han was getting a lot of play. Um, you know, he wasn't setting the meta on fire, but he was around. Uh, Lando was getting a fair bit of play. I saw Leia around a fair bit. Um, Chewie was really the only one I didn't didn't really see. Um, no, no, Rebel- no, 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 Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah. You saw the, You saw the Rise of Skywalker, right? Yes. Lando gets lots of play, and Chewie gets lots of play. Did you see all the times that everybody's like, hey, where's that guy Chewie? Where'd he at? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Maz said that. The one, uh, the one nurse was like, oh, that must have been very scary. Yeah. She was giving him, like, the, she was giving him the eyes, bro. Yeah. Chewie gets one, lots of play. Yeah, he does. One thing Chewie that plays. bears mentioning, I think, with Lando before we pass off is... Chicks love um, tall, hairy dudes. <laughs> yeah. That too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Uh, the new, I, I don't one. know how much people are talking about this already, but the, uh, the K, uh, K2, uh, crew card, yeah. um, is a really, really good fit for him because, uh, basically you get, uh, you know, you can give a friendly, choose, during the system phase, you may choose a friendly ship at range zero to three. That ship gains one calculate token and one stress token, mm-hmm. um, which would normally be, you know, a pretty, you know, getting free calculates is great, but a stress is not great. However, on a ship that's not normally stressing itself, that has Nia numb, so it can do a blue maneuver every turn, yep. is basically a free calculate every turn. Yeah. Um, so, it's worth mentioning. Oh yeah, no, I think that's that's definitely uh, definitely a thing. Um, so yeah, the, I, you know, the Falcons in general, I think have have, have been, you know, they're, they've been around, and this is maybe the little nudge that's gonna gonna kind of get them even more into them into the meta. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I was I was a little surprised by the by the point drops across the board here, especially, especially, especially Han. Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, especially Han because Han was getting play. Like, I mean, I know not maybe as much recently, but I still feel like he's been around. You enough. see him sitting with the Tonica sisters. He got <laughs> play. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Just, play. It doesn't matter, Han. It, it, with that fucking lot, think about all those sentences. How they nerfed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So many things, and then this guy. This does not count as re-rolling for yeah. the purpose of other facts. Yeah. Like, how how is it that this guy is the only one that goes like, no, no, no. No, he gets to break the rules. Though. Yeah. <laughs> because because when we get to my salty section, we're going to talk about how no one likes me. So right now, I just want to be very happy about Han and Lando going, getting point drops so I can play more Han and Lando. There you go. There you go. You could even play them together. So, all right, moving on, the YT-2400 light freighter got drops across the board. Um, this has been... Big-ass ones, too. Big-ass drops. Gosh. And this, this ship has been historically the most expensive ship in the game um, <laughs> and has been kind of coming down slowly. Dash started at 100 points, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's down to 85 now. He went from 91 to 85 in this most recent change, a six-point drop. Uh, Lebo went down five points from 81 to 76. And the Wild Space Fringer went down five points from 77 to 72. So this is a ship that has really gotten virtually no play other than a little bit of uh, pop in the meta early, early on in 2.0 when people the were Dash br- Rourke. brutalizing Dash Rourke, uh, Han Gunner <sighs> combo. So ugly. Yeah. So um, since that's been fixed, the Dash and, and the, the other YT-2400s have been basically absent from the game. So... And didn't the title go up a lot too, or am I making that up? The title probably went up a lot at one point. Like, I can check. Yeah, I, I, I can know check. it's I know it's like fourteen. No, it's now. actually always been fourteen. No, it's always been no, it always 14. has been. Okay. I'm wrong. So, so it's just is it worth it before? It, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, was the title even used? Yeah. Yeah. In the, I mean, in the dash work build, you had the points for the title. Yeah, because it's just okay. dash and Rourke. I mean, Rourke's not. Yeah. So you had too nothing much. else. Yeah. So, so what my, what my first question is, though, the Wild Space Fringer and everybody else has the same ability, right? The whole thing where it shoots four dice, range yep. two or three, two and dice at range one. Three dice at range one. Oh, it's so three it's, dice. It basically oh, yeah, it's two dice and then plus one. Yeah, range one. It, it's range one ability is like, a, yeah, it's like a, basically it's like the reverse. It's a minus one instead of a plus one. So, Got it. Can I talk about something that we haven't covered yet, but I think is really relevant to both the YT-1300 and the YT-2400? Yeah. No. Which is the fact that Agile Gunner <laughs> came down a ton on large base ships. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, on a, on large base? I think it is in a, ship, in a size, inverse size now. Is it? Let me check. Uh, I'm checking right now. I don't think we have generics on this list. Yeah, Agile yeah. Gunner uh, uh, went down it. one point, two points, then three points. Uh, so yeah, for large ships, it went down three whole points. Yes, it is inversely five. base size now. Yeah, and so Agile. Gun- I mean, people were making fun of Agile Gunner at the beginning of two point oh. I don't know if you guys remember this at all about like, oh, it's just a crutch for new players, right? Who don't know how to right. put their arcs correctly. Uh, uh, I'm an old turns, player and I don't know how to. Turns, do <laughs> turns out that during the course of an X-wing match, if you want to be shooting at the right target every turn. You do need to change your arc occasionally. Yeah. And uh, and it's good to be able to do that and take other actions. At the same for free. Time, right? No, yeah, I, I, free. I agree with it. Uh, the, only, the only issue with it is that you take it 
um, you know, for ships like Han and, and, and Lando, those, these high initiative ships, you, you end up taking that action earlier. So you, you kind of yeah. telegraph, telegraph your movements a little bit, but right, sometimes right. it doesn't, who, who the fuck cares? Cause they, they know, you know, if you're flying to Falcon, right, you're not flying it head on, you're flying, you're kiting it. Um, so who cares that they know, they know that you're basically going to turn in one direction, but you're still turning away from them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So on, on that kind of same, you know, scale here a little bit, another big one that I think, um, is going to go along with dash really nicely is Biston. So Biston dropped four points from 14 to 10. Um, so his ability is after you perform a primary attack, if you are focused, you may perform a bonus turret attack against a ship you have not already attacked this round. So he actually it lets you... It can be the same arc. That's it can be the same arc, yeah, yep. which is fantastic. Yep. Um, and that's a huge drop of, you know, four points uh, from 14 to 10 there. That's, uh, God, it's a, almost a 30% drop in price. Uh, Ezra and Han Gunners also came down a couple points. Um, but... You know, I really think Biston is going to be the one, especially on on Dash. Uh, Biston per- perceptive co-pilot is a fantastic combo, um, and you know. So now you're getting so you got six points off of Dash. You got four points off of Dis- Biston. So you, yeah, you can get that combo points. for ten points cheaper than you than before this update. That's good. Yeah, real good. And you put Lando on the list, so you always have target lock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to keep every turn, baby. Yeah, no, like Lando, looks, that's pretty sexy. Looks like we know what Joe's flying for the next big. I was going to say this is your list. This is a Joe list building uh, this session. Is a Joe list building? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The last thing I want to add to this is, uh, I was at the grocery store today. <laughs> and, uh, why? Why peanuts and cashews so expensive? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's all I think when I look at these. Like pistachios too. Pistachios are, oh, yeah, pistachios, fuck yeah, pistachios are absurdly expensive. Yeah, Ridiculous. My stepdad has to import them from Turkey because that's like the only place you can get good ones. But like, <laughs> why, why, why are these so expensive? I don't know. But they, they uh, unlike unlike pistachios and, uh, and cashews and walnuts, these are coming down in price. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I get Those older, are only nuts, going up. Come, no, the nuts come down as I get older. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get some more rumble. You guys talk about upgrades or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. So moving down to upgrades here for the Rebels, which we'll just kind of hit on quickly since we already talked about some of them. Um, Biston, Ezra, and Han, and the, and the Gunners all got the point drops. Um, Ezra got is down to 12 now, so that, I think, matches him with Maul. And honestly, he's probably just going to get used that way. So, you know, if... I don't know if we'll see like a an analogous type of list in the Rebels where it's like a Boba, Boba Fenn type of a list, but you know he's just a force point. So, um, I mean, you could use his ability get a bonus attack if uh, if the opportunity arises. But generally speaking, he's just going to be a he's just a twelve point force upgrade. Um, and then Han coming down to twelve, you know, I think it's a good ability. Um, you might see it around. It's it's uh it's it's obviously it's not what it was um before they kind of made the the little change to it so it doesn't work with work that way anymore and and whatnot because han always shoots first um but anyways um and that's it that's it for rebels i think we've uh 
We've exhausted the points updates for the we Rebels. We spent a long time on Rebels. We did. There was a we lot did. of information we just did there. But here's the deal, though. and So just just taking a, a quick peek here uh, at the list archetypes. And, you know, I see a lot of scum. I see a lot of separatists. And this is in the last wave, uh, last, you know, meta wave. And I get that we, you know, we haven't had a lot of in-person tournaments, um, you know, in the last year. Um, a, lot, a lot of shit's been going on. But... Um, you know, there's definitely been a lot of online play. Um, I, the only rebel list I see here is five X-wings. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I I I I have some hope here. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, rebels have to have hope. Um, there are some things that were Man, done. Just rent very last uh, rise of Skywalker there, but yes, a little bit. Um, it's built on hope. That was Rogue One. So I, I think that there, there are some options here are, that are being added for this faction um, with these point, point reductions that could push some new ships um, and, and something different. You know, I, I personally like seeing something other than spamless. Um, you know, and it's just a prefer, per, personal preference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, people like you know what they like. It's fine with me. I'm fine with that. Um, but personally, for me, there, I, I like unique lists. I like lists where, you know, it's four ships and they're all different, you know, or yeah. five ships that are all different. Um, I, I don't mind the, the, the count. I just, I, I mind that, you know, if it's the same exact, you know, generic, you know, it's just spanned five times over. Um, I don't feel uniqueness uh, when I see that. So I think these point changes may add that for yeah. the Rebel faction. Well, I, uh, I think the Rebels were probably the faction that needed the points change the most um, just because they were the most stagnant in the meta as far as just not really being represented at the upper tables and they were not getting anything new ship-wise, ship content-wise. So they, they probably needed the biggest boost from the points update and I think I think from, the, from a points update perspective, I think they got it. So... Um, so we'll see. I, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I agree. I'd like to see more of the kind of diverse rebel lists out there than, uh, I mean, than we've been seeing. Yeah, no, I, I like this update for rebels, and I agree. It's taking. I mean, they have so many ships, right? We're getting yeah. all these. Uh, there's a reason we talk about 1.0 so much because these ships haven't been played since 1.0. You know, it's like it's not just because we're all old and haven't played X-wing. And yeah, things, which is well, also true. I, but I, I was, at least one of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna actually, say I played X-Wing today, so everybody can suck. Yeah, I was going to say that earlier, actually, was just the fact that the reason we kept bringing up 1.0 with a lot of that stuff is because it felt like a lot of those ships were <laughs> ships. Hasn't been seen since they haven't been seen since 1.0, really, and they've yep. been in 1.0 jail, basically. Um, yep. So, <laughs> Well, for, for very legitimate sins. Yeah, Don't for get me wrong. Like, Miranda paid... did some shit that she oughtn't to have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Miranda, <laughs> Miranda should continue to pay for her sins I, from 1.0. She pulled the Winona Ryder on that one. <laughs> I, I, still, I, I still don't want to see a lawful rebel ever, you know, or yeah. a, 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 what's it? Um, uh, Fen Rao and Ashi the Pete. Yeah, well, again. I mean, Corrin Horn touched me in some no no reasons too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have it on video somewhere. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move over to this to scum. Uh, try to try to squeeze that. Are we gonna in try here. to do that before break. Do we want to take break now? Well, we got more stuff for planned for after the break. So, oh wow. So let's let's let's. Uh, this is gonna be a lot of. Content. This is gonna be a lot of content. We're gonna power. That's why we didn't try to do everything tonight. Um, 
All right, so on to scum. Uh, step number one here, the aggressors uh, all got a points drop. Um, uh, looks like no, they all no, got... No, 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 They all got a point drop. Take that. Yes, a points drop. I was just going to say that. got a single point. <laughs> so I was mostly referring to the, the multiples of the four of them got dropped. But uh, yeah, they each got one point drop, and um, which could mean something just because you do play them together. You, you can fit three of them together. So getting that extra three points to work with might might be meaningful in, in that in that squad. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Anybody got anything for this one? Yeah, I do. I was at the store today uh-huh, and they uh-huh. had a beautiful New York strip steak. It was uh, it was uh, on sale. It was no longer nineteen ninety nine. It was nineteen ninety five, and I still could not avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> The rent's too high. <laughs> rent is too damn high. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, one point off of the... They're still fucking too expensive. Uh, <laughs> what do you yeah, want me to say? Probably. I, okay, so I, love, I love Iggy's. Like like a fat kid loves cake, and this is still too much for me. Yeah. I got... Well, I was going to say I got the diabetes, but this week we lost Wolford Brimley, who was actually in the Ewok adventure, so I'm not <laughs> going to make that joke. Yeah. Be the sign of the cross poor, and then have Dom make fun of me for doing it wrong. Poor Wilford Brimley. It's right hand. It's always the right hand, Joe. Um, oh, good. Actually, my beverage is my left hand, so I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving what else on, we got? we got the uh, yes. we got the customized YT thirteen hundred light freighter with uh, Han and uh, there's some big point drops here. Uh, yes. Han went down six points to forty eight. Lando went down seven points to forty two. Lando goes down a lot. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, was, what did I call it? Some uh, with all with all the Lando point drops going on. Lando's just going down everywhere. It's like some sort of pansexual orgy. Like, hey, hey. Um, I don't think pansexual even includes the droids. Yeah, right. Um, and there then we got suggestions. Yeah, then we got L three three seven or Elite uh, going down six points to forty one, and the freighter captain going down five points to forty one. So I don't know why you'd really ever take the freighter captain over L337 for the same exact price for an extra initiative and an ability, but you know, it is what it is. I guess they just don't want you to be able to put five of these right. in a squad. If you have multiple, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, calculate is the only thing I could think oh. about. Yeah, calculate. Calculate. Oh, calculate. That's that's fair. Yeah, calculate so freight, freight captain has a has a focus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you no, this is this I think is big. I mean, yeah. I think I think Scum Han. I think I think Lando is playable too, but I think Han in particular is actually pretty good at this point. At these points, I. Uh, um, yeah. I played X-Wing this week uh-huh. against the computer so that no one was there when I rage quit. Yep. I played it three times this week with a Han list. Nice. With, with a Scum Han list? Uh, scum Han, Asajj, and a, a Transition uh, Slaver or whatever. Ah, nice. And they all had three to four to five, up, uh, three to five upgrades on them. Oh, wow. And you could fit all that in a singular list. Three Han is large so base cheap. ships. So yes. cheap. So, so cheap. cheap. Oh. Three large yes. base ships with a ton of life that actually hit pretty damn hard. It's a really fun list. I mean, Han was punished by like I mean, because I think Trick Shot is kind of obligatory on the Scum Han. Yeah, right. Um, and and that went up, so like that had punished him before, right? Um, what was it? How much did it cost before? Was oh, it was initially two one? Or one? It? Was it yeah. one point? I think Trick Shot. I, I think it was initially one. Yeah, it's four now. Four. When I played it yesterday. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, exactly. But I think you probably still spend the four points to put it on Skamahan. Well, you just I lost did, six yeah. off of him. So you can, so, so now you get it for two points cheaper, you know, than he, he used to cost by himself. Well, that list yeah. was playing like the Lando's, Lando's Falcon title and um, triple zeros. So uh-huh. it was like, it was either, you know, getting a, usually getting a calculate, but like sometimes you could stress a guy, you could hit him for a bunch. It has Kira on there, so you can do stupid like landing on a rock and then shooting through it and defending through it tricks. Well, it, when in the first onset, you know, when uh, the Han uh, shit came out, the, the customized YT-1300 freighter, I actually was running a list uh, with Han Solo. Um, I had the... Sorry, the uh, the modified TIE uh, fighter, uh, Captain Seavor. I had the um, the thing that pops out of the fucking YT thirteen hundred and um, escape craft. Yeah. Escape craft. Yeah. Escape craft yeah. uh, and another show. I think it was Fen Rao. Was I think um, it was Fen. That was a that was a list yeah. at the beginning of one point Scum yeah. was yeah. played at the beginning. Two point oh. Two point oh. Yeah. So I yeah. I uh, so I I was running that list in the beginning, <laughs> and there was some tweaks that I I, I wish. Maybe I had more time or whatever, but I, it's basically I played around with it. It was kind of like a 50-50 draw. But the main draw for it was that I had two initiative six ships in the list. And that was just incredible, um, you know, to have a four-ship list and have two ace, basically, quote-unquote yeah. ships, uh, powerhouse ships. So I, I really did, did like that. This point drops would... Um, have me take a second look at Han because he was definitely good. Well, so uh, one one downside of Han now, which which I think is worth mentioning, that uh, didn't even exist at the very very beginning of two point is that gas clouds exist. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So you know, I and I'm I'm not even plugged in enough to know. Like I didn't watch uh, all the space shows and stuff. Like how many people are running uh, gas clouds, but I have to think it's a fair number. Um, so that is a that is a disadvantage. I would bit, say yeah. I would say that gas clouds are pretty prevalent um, for a couple different reasons. One, because as a lot of people, I think you like to take them just because they don't have to worry about consequences as much with them. Um, really, you just you know you lose an action and maybe you get a strain token. Uh, it's a lot less consequential than especially rocks and you know even taking the stress on debris clouds. So for that reason, you see them a fair bit. Uh, the other reason you see a lot of them is. Um, is because separatist swarms have been so prevalent that a lot of people land on them. and they can't yeah. land on them. So a lot of people are taking them just as anti-separatist swarm tech um, because they can't do anything with them. Although so hopefully now that struts have gone up, <coughs> that may no longer be the case. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, struts did they go up or was did it just str- the, I thought, I thought the ship? Struts, the ship itself, the ship I think, went, went up. up. Yeah. The um, separatist bomber, or the, I'm not sorry, the the uh, the trade fed the, drone the and trade, the separatist yeah. drones both went back up to their original price. So I'm sorry, you'll either have to drop your struts or drop other stuff. Okay. Yeah. So like the Duncan Howard list, for example, that he that he won a system open with right before the outbreak. Um, it was that list. I think you can still play it, but you have to take I think all the struts except maybe two of them off. To, to play that list whereas before i think the entire list had struts so it's you know that that makes a big difference in a list like that so um but anyways yeah that's that's probably that's yeah you you see a lot of the gas clouds which does affect han i could see it on that one thing i do really want to point out about this and god bless steve for putting together this bizarrely fucking factual sheet that he did for all this stuff so many numbers um they had never done a point decrease on any of these Falcons before. 
The YT thirteen hundred before this. How many how many point changes have we had? What four? Uh, more than that, I think. Because um, we'll see. There's been two this year. Six. Yeah, it's been yeah. It's there's like, been six point point changes, right? Releases and until yeah, I think. this one. They had never changed the point cost on this thing. Yep. They thought it was totally fine until now. They're like, oh, wow, we were way off. Yeah. Does that seem weird to anyone else? Um, it does. I, I think it's one of those things that they've been kind of taking their, like with every points update, they're they're trying not to bite off more than they can chew. So I think there's certain ships that they're they kind of like left alone a little bit. And then they're eventually getting around to them. Like last wave, it was the, it was the Jump Masters um, yeah. in the last points update, which is... Another thing that's interesting is now when you look at Scum, you have three playable I6s. So you've got you've got Han, Fen, and Dengar, who's actually playable now. Is that a list? That, like, it could can you be. make that a list? I think it certainly could be. You can certainly fit them together. They're all cheap enough now. I mean, <laughs> like, because like Han is 48, Fen is 68. 64. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at Dengar. Um, yeah, 68. And uh, Dengar is... 64. 64. Is it weird the I mean, small issue. base one's the most expensive? The one with the least health is the most expensive. Right. Well, your issue with the three I six is that Dengar doesn't have a support ship, which I feel like he kind of needs. I don't know the way people have been playing Dengar. They just basically just play him like a a ham, like just a a hammer. You know, like he's just a he's just a meat shield that can beat the crap out of you if you if you look at him wrong. So you're saying that like <laughs> sometimes enough, they just kind of. They don't want to change everything all at once, so sometimes they just skip a ship. Is that what you're saying? I think so. I think there's times where they, they kind no, of wait no, to, no. to see no. how some stuff shakes out. I'd like out. to point out that no, in, this way, in this I got, I got the change, answer. Okay. I'm all ears. It, it's all conspiracy, guys. Okay. Okay. That they have some extra stock of the YT-3300. So. <laughs> oh, God. No, no. Actually, no. I, stop, we're gonna We're going to get to... No, we're going to get to that later in this episode. We're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to get to but, that. I'd like to point out that the ship that they decided in this wave was perfectly fine and needed no change whatsoever is the Karats, which is just dominating the tournament scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, that ship will one probably One of them get... went down one point, and they're like, because oh, apparently this ship is just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baseline yeah, the... of the game for which everything else needs to be built around. Yeah, yeah. The Karaz is not going to... I mean, they, it will probably get... Like, it had a point drop at one point already, but it hasn't worked, so they're probably going to come back to that one in another in another release at some point. But but anyways, yeah, this... this I think it's interesting. So what is is Han now the cheapest I six in the game? This Han? Uh, I can't man. think of an, I, another no, I six no, no, no. that's cheaper. Fenrau, Fenrau uh, Oh, Fenrau Sheathby, but that barely counts. Nobody, yeah, that's that's, that's not shit about the, Yeah, but well, I mean, I Han Solo is he an ace? Uh, he can be. I think he is can he? be. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. He has boost. He, he has does have boost. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Fenrir Sheathapit is 50 points. Ah, see? So <laughs> so he costs more than a which, which, by the way, Which, by the way, is is clearly too high since clearly. it's higher than this. <laughs> I mean, clearly yeah. too high. I mean, we're talking about, I mean, they have the same attack value, for Christ's sake, and this thing's got, you know, what, 11 health? Like, <laughs> and, and it's a fat ship that can boost and has a good ability? Like, good lord. Yeah. That's um, nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. So, anyways, actually, we'll come back to that later too. Because are we are we talking about the uh, are we doing are we doing new things this? We're gonna this do episode? we're gonna do the uh, we'll talk about we're gonna talk about the tie heavy the tie the new tie 
heavy ship or whatever. Mm, okay. okay. But if you have a specific thing you want to mention, go for it. Oh, I mean, I guess we're doing it at the end of Scum. When when are we talking about how happy Joe is? When would uh, you like to schedule Joe praising FFG before the saltiness? Which, which part of... What, what, what are you praising exactly? Carlos, what made me happy? What's the only thing that FFG could do right now that would make me happy? There was a there was a spoiler, an announcement. They made a new thing that makes Joe happy. Come on, Dom, for the save. Talking about Jenga. Bad radio if no one else knows what it is. What? No. Uh, Uh, Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Um, Yeah, no clue. I have a. (laughs) Not even. What happens? Does no one know me? I'm gonna walk out. I'm walking out. I'm walking out of my own podcast. No, I'm I'm blanking. Or I'm just blanking right now. What is it? Are we not going to do an entire segment about how much I love Hondo? Oh, yeah. Hondo. God damn. I'm oh. really about that. Yeah. Oh, you guys all. You know what? I thought no. you guys were my friends. I thought no, I forgot. Friends. I forgot that was a thing. I'm sorry. How do you forget? It's the only good it, thing you know, that FFG has done this year. Yeah. You yeah. know why, why we forgot shit. about it? Because of, why? he's not a scum only card. <laughs> No, he's not at anything only, which means I can play him at every list now. <laughs> every you can, list you can until put him, the game is retired. You can put him with all the Landos. All the Landos. <laughs> so, when, yeah, when are we talking about that? Are we scheduling that? Is that the end of the scum? Uh, dude, um, all right, let me... You, all Wait, right, he's he, not a scum card. He's not a scum card, but he, we can talk about him in reference. Let me, let me pull up the actual card because I need to read it. Uh, Boba Fett went up a point. Discuss. <laughs> Boba Fett. Who's Boba Fett? <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba, Boba Fett. Where? He went up one point. He went up one point. Oh, now the big thing is shit. Slave One went up five. Does okay. Oh, okay. Or and, four and points. I was two five. Say, uh, so so I was at the grocery store today. Okay, uh, hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs. A package of eight hot dogs was an extra ten cents. But was really effed up was that the buns were an extra 58 cents. Yep. Same number of hot dogs as buns, but for some reason, the bread was more expensive. <laughs> Fuck the bread, oh, dude. The hot dogs are the good part anyways. <laughs> this is the best bit I've done today. <laughs> it's the best thing I've done all day. I don't know. I, it's weird because like they keep putting Boba Fett's point cost up, and I think he's good, but like, is he really good enough to warrant constantly upping well, his apparently. Though they dropped them. Apparently, I guess. They upped them and then they dropped them again. And then now they're upping them again because as soon as they dropped them, he became absolutely ridiculous he became again. His ability's fucking awesome. His ability's He's fantastic. like one of the only abilities in 2.0 that can go off multiple times a turn. Yeah. Like, yeah. in a world where they're like, Lone Wolf is too broken. They're like, but Boba Fett, like, eh, Boba Fett would be fine. <laughs> yeah. But it's Boba well, Fett. I mean, yeah, he's the whole job is to make fanboys cream. Yeah. I mean, what? Lone Wolf is a good example, but even like, take... Uh, Jess Bava, right? Like, basically the same. I mean, quote unquote, same ability, right? But no, it's on you're, a, no, a you're charge. Right, you're right. It's, but yeah, you get to use it once per turn, and then you get yep. ways to use it extra times. But you have to pay for it. Yeah. All right, I got Hondo pulled up here. Let's let's discuss Hondo real quick. So, oh, this is the best part of the episode. I the, love this part. The Hondo crew card has been announced. Um, Did I, everybody see this? Am I the only one that no, saw no, this and was like, I this saw is the greatest thing ever? I saw it, and as soon as I saw it, I knew. I thought of you. I think I texted you as soon as I saw it. Um, you might have. Carlos, only, did you see it yet? Oh, yeah. Dom? So, Dom? Dom? Sorry, I muted myself at the wrong moment. Um, uh, 
I have heard that it was out, but I don't know what it does. Okay, so it oh, comes. Okay. So it, it comes in the new Django Fett pack, um, which is a which is a separatist uh, new, the new separatist fire spray, um, and that's which has got a whole bunch of stuff in it. And we're going to talk about that in, in a later episode. But anyways, third faction by the fire spray for the. Yes. The yeah. first player has now been in three factions. So like like the Falcon. Most, it, most it, I guess it's tied with the Falcon. Uh, so. TIE oh, Fighters? Yeah, I don't know. Well, no. I mean, TIE Fighters. Mine. Technically, the LN's been in two. Yeah. But like, if you want to count FOs, it's the same, I guess. I would count. Well, the t- I was going to say, if you want to count Mining Guild ties. I would count Mining, oh, mining, I would guild count mining yeah. Guilds. Because they're yeah. basically just a modified version of the TIE LN, whereas the TIE FO is kind of a completely separate ship. Okay, okay. Um, back to Hondo. Back to Hondo. Anyways, so Hondo Onaka is a new crew card. Like Joe said, he is unlimited, so he, he can go into any faction, which makes sense for uh, Hondo. Every faction. Every faction. Um, every his, faction. He has an action on him. His action is to choose two ships at range one to three of you that are friendly to each other, coordinate one of the chosen ships, then jam the other, ignoring range restrictions. So... This is pretty cool. I mean, it's a uh, it's it's one of those like you either help help and hurt the enemy or you help and hurt yourself, but you get to choose how you do it. So you can kind of pick the most advantageous way to do it. I mean, I, I think it's pretty rad. It's so yeah, it sounds Wait, great. I, so you um, can coordinate. Read it one more time. Sorry. So you choose two ships at range one to three of you. Um, that are friendly to each other. So they can either be friendly okay. to you or you or enemies. And you coordinate one. But we've never had a situation where you can coordinate an enemy ship before, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can coordinate so, an enemy ship. and So then, what happens when you coordinate a barrel roll? Well, you, you, you don't you choose don't the action. Choose you don't choose it, yeah. No. yeah. The, opposing the person who does. gets coordinated chooses the action. Mm. So then... Makes sense, makes sense. So then you get to jam the other ship that you chose... Um, ignoring range restrictions. So this is a range one to three jam, which is huge because jam is so, awesome. And yeah. letting you jam things at range three is as pretty badass if, if you yeah. can pull this off right. So one of the big options with this is you can coordinate a stressed ship and then it can't do anything with the coordinate. Yep. So yep. that's one option. Um, if it's a ship that's that doesn't really have a good option with any of, of its other actions, like it, let, let's say it's already moved or something and it's already taken its focus and and maybe it doesn't have a lock action or it, or it can't really boost in barrel roll because of positioning or whatever, you could coordinate something that just really can't do much with it. Um, so it's really situational, but it, you know, and then there's times if you just really need a coordinate yourself, you coordinate your own ship and you pick a ship that that doesn't matter if it gets jammed because it did a because it did a K turn or something. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. This is a super versatile card. I think uh, it, it's, I can, can you I, coordinate yourself. I mean, normally um, you can, no, but it's, even no, with no. This, no, it's, it's range one to three. So yeah. But you could, yeah, you could. Yeah. Hey, it's interesting for sure. Yeah. The applications I mean, are staggering. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you're ignoring the range band for coordinate as well, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah so I mean, that, that's big, big of an yeah. itself as it well. Is, it is big because you could you can jam something that's maybe not in a fight or in a, a flanking position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so being able to jam something pretty much at will. Oh, I'm sorry, to... not, not flanking position, but you, I, I was thinking about tractor. Um, yeah, the minus die, but yeah, jam takes away tokens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that wouldn't need a token. But yeah, now the funny thing about this is that uh, once you get down to only one enemy ship. Or if, or if you're the only ship left, it, it, he then becomes useless. But 
Um, but you, by that point, the game's pretty much decided, probably. So you, you've probably gotten a lot of uh, use out of him by well, that point already. Well, he becomes, even before, I mean, he becomes useless to use on your squad as soon as you have fewer than three ships. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. I can see uh, putting him on. Does, uh, the, does the tugboat have a crew slot or no? Um, the tugboat? Let's see. The quad jumper, as it were. Uh, where is the damn quad jumper? There it is. It has a crew, yeah. It's got. Because I could see. Well, I guess you wouldn't want to put him. Well, no, never mind. That doesn't make sense because you would. You'd want to jam. I was thinking about the fact that jamming your own quads isn't that bad if they're using their action to tractor. Mm -hmm. um, but then you wouldn't want to put it on it. You would. Yeah. Just, it would go on different. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, that's Hondo. I think there's going to be a ton of different uses for him. Like I said, he's faction independent, so um, the options for him are pretty, pretty endless. Uh, we'll see. I what just the want to point out that it was an amazing, like that design. When I read it, I was like, because that day I wanted to tell FFG to take all the very large board games I've ever made and jam them, you know, up there yeah. from it. <laughs> but then they released this guy. I was like, that is a brilliant design that completely captures who that character is and what he does. He makes deals between two people for which they both lose. Yeah. And he does this all the time. And that is absolutely what he does in the game. Yeah. He makes deals between two of your opponent's guys where they completely lose. And it deals between your two guys that impossibly both work out in your favor. Yeah. He is amazing. And I love that they did that. The only thing I'm a little worried about is that I think if they don't do it initially, if they don't, point cost him based on pilot skill initially they will go back and change that later yeah just because of how dirty it is to coordinate it like pilot skill six yeah even oh, if yeah. it's like coordinating your, yeah, even if it's like coordinating your opponent's guys at pilot skill six where you can or, like coordinate even, one guy that's already or, stressed or even jamming it at pilot skill six i mean after yeah. after you get to see what whatever action what modifiers they've already put on the board yeah because yeah, sometimes yeah, you, yeah, you get to choose Sometimes you jam a ship and it's and it's doing a K turn or something and it doesn't matter, but this way you get to see all of it. So, so they will probably point cost him based on pilot skill and it could get ridiculous. They'll be like, oh, he's like four points on like a pilot skill two, and then like on a pilot yeah. skill six, he's forty eight. Yeah. You're like, which fine, which is probably. Do we have a reference yeah. uh, for a card that has a coordinate action that's uh, based on pilot skill? Um, yeah, one card or something. Uh, I think yeah, so. isn't nope. there? What's the? I think. I have no idea. Uh, what's it called? Um, I just realized no one was asking me. No, <laughs> tactical officer is the one that turns a red coordinate to a white one. I'm not yeah, yeah. No, not I'm talking that, about uh, the one that um, the talent slot one, right? Isn't there a talent yes, slot one? Yes, yes, yes. Squad leader. Mm. Uh, squad leader is yes. based. Yeah. On, yes. Squad um, leader. Yeah. Yeah. Squad uh, leader is because the, people could. Yeah. Remember, like, no uh, good, like, good squad leader or something. So, yeah. There's there's a there's obviously a, a rep, yeah a president for it so yeah so anyways it's it's a uh, I think I think Hondo's gonna be super good um, and he's just oh god you're just gonna be using him everywhere which is gonna be super cool I am definitely yeah. gonna use him everywhere and yes yeah that, I just I I want to give FFG all the credit in the world for just nailing the theme on that card yeah I'm I'm obviously a fanboy of Hondo like I said he's on my desk at work. Because my job involves lying that? to people all day long. Um, <laughs> but, like, they really did nail exactly what it is he does. Yeah. And that's oh, just yeah. great. Yeah, it was, uh, that, I actually, 
it's a great piece of uh of, of not only game design but also like the the kind of keeping true to the character so oh yeah thematically yeah. they yeah. just crossed it on that I, yeah and just finished clone wars uh honda was definitely one of my my favorite characters i also really liked cad bane and i'm oh, sad I too. Yeah. that in the game he's just not he's kind of meh all right, yeah. so let's let's move, keep it moving here. Um, the Hawk Ooh, 290 got got a couple of drops uh, for the Scum as well. So Dace Bonearm and the Spice Runner both got dropped by two points. Again, like the Rebels, I don't think anybody cares. Um, Dace Bonearm is actually even like worse, way worse than Kyle Katarn. So uh, I don't think you're going to see Dace Bonearm anytime soon. Um, all right, what else did we get in here? Uh, the Lancers. Uh, this is another big one. The the Lancers. I don't know if I, 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 you know, I'm usually all about getting this episode over with before I pass out. <laughs> but the Jumpmasters actually got a pretty significant point drop, and we should probably say something about the that. jump. No, that was from the last points update. Change from previous. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, uh, that was the the last time it changed in general. It didn't change in this points update. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, ten four. Yeah. Never mind. In that case. I actually have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Cheers. Right. So we're moving down to the Lancer class pursuit craft, which got uh, some pretty big changes. Um, all of them went down. Asajj Ventress went down three points to 69. Ketsu, Ketsu Onya went down two points to 67. Sabine went down two points to 59. And the Shadowport Hunter went down a point to 55. So, I mean, you were already seeing, uh, especially Ketsu, um, that ability is, is, you know, being able to tractor things kind of at will was, was I think, kind of broken already. Um, so putting it down even more is, uh, I don't know. You're going to see more. You're going to see more of the Lancers for sure. What, what, what do you guys think? The Shadowcaster title also went down by two. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one went down it's again. Not a, it's, a, it's a whopping one point now. Yeah. One point is uh, quite a bargain. Uh, I mean, I'll I, bring it back to the stuff that I, I spoke of before with Kanan and, and Hera. Why would you take Ketsu over Asajj, who gets two Force Tokens? For yeah, for two points, two, two Force Tokens is huge. I, 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 I yeah. think their abilities are pretty... I mean, you could they're comparable. I've been playing Asajj, and I love her a lot. Being able to stress people in that build that I was talking about earlier where it's like Han gets an extra die against stress ships, mm -hmm. it's good. I don't know. Yeah, I think Ketsu, I've seen more Ketsu on the table than I have Asajj, and it's just because of the combination of her ability and the title together. Being able yeah. to throw out multiple tractors in a round and kind of do it at will, is it's pretty disgusting. Um, I don't think she's bad either, but I mean, I do feel like... I do feel like range zero to one is pretty limiting. Yeah, like, having two arcs at range zero to one is not nothing. Mm -hmm. I think it's still good. But but as a five and being able to kind of like just pick something that you're gonna like run into because you can run into something and do it or or you know you just because it is zero yeah yeah you just point yourself at a at something you want a tractor and then you you can bump into it and then move it off of you and shoot at it if you want. So Here's, it's. Here's the thing I will say is the argument here, though. I haven't put it in a build or a list that worked. So this is mostly theory crafting. But I actually really like Ketsu and Okru. Mm -hmm. Like, on a Shadowcaster that's already trying to do some of those things, Ketsu and Okru is actually really, really good. And I think it's like a one or two point cost adjustment away from being in lists. Yeah. 
The fact that you can like leave a tractor beam token on somebody is really dirty. Yeah. But oh, yeah. five's probably too much. But mm-hmm. four or maybe three is probably really playable. Yeah. Coming from the guy that does play X Wing. <laughs> so uh, you know, I think you'll you know, I think you're gonna see a lot more Lancer class pursuit crafts on the uh, on the virtual tables, as it were. Um, all right, moving on to the Quadrajet Transfer Space Tug. Uh, these all got a pretty, uh, you know, point drop. Um, Zuvio and Sarko Plank got three points off uh, to 30 and 29, respectively. Uh, Unkar Plutz and the Jakku Gunrunner went down a point to 29 each. Um, I think that's mo- this point drop is mostly reflective of the change to the tractor um, rules. And it's just dropping them a little bit just because in general their their power level went down when when tractors kind of sort of got nerfed um yeah so that's probably it i think there you know you see these guys show up zuvio is pretty decent um you know and unkar shows up a fair bit um it's a solid just being able to to kind of move and and tractor something is always good to have in your list I think as long as we don't get back to that point where we were at it kind of early early in 2.0 where people were just spamming these things with boba it, <laughs> and that was just gross um you know i just don't want to kind of just just don't really want to see that again so speaking um, of spanning we did skip one i think unless i'm reading this list wrong which i've had a lot of rum um the cartel spicer so the m3a did that go down three points it did in the last update yeah so uh, if you're looking when you look at the spreadsheet joe look for the things that are bordered in either blue or red that that means they went up or down in this most recent update oh haha so um (laughs) so anyways yeah i think uh yeah we'll see the space tugs around a little bit more but um all right uh captain nim they're still still Working on Captain Nim, trying to trying to get Nim back in the game. Can um, I just say everything I said about uh, Miranda and just apply it here? Uh, yes, yes. Like I'd like him to stay in 1.0 where he was an asshole, and then in this one I have to not care that he exists. Yeah. So yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. So Nim goes down a point to 47. Um, Carlos, Dom, you got any thoughts about Nim at 47? Similar to thoughts about, <coughs> excuse me, PTSD similar, talk. Thoughts. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, PTSD talk slash similar to thoughts about Miranda, not just because of that, but also because of like, okay, we don't have good turrets, we don't have great munitions. Like, what is Nim doing? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you had that uh, the Skurglist that was good with the. Uh, um, Dang, it was a bunch of lock revenants or something. Yeah. And... What's the Y wing that gives them rerolls? Uh, uh, Drea, Drea, someone. Drea, 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 Drea. Oh, Drea, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but as far as that. like... Oh, no. <laughs> that was not... Hey! <laughs> I don't know how that didn't break. That's amazing. What that was happened? not me, by the way. Everybody that's like, <laughs> Joe's fucking drunk. That was not you? <laughs> no. All right. Steve, uh, is that you? It was me, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, like I, said, I have no idea how that didn't break. It was kind of crazy, actually. Quality union-made like, bottles. Yeah. You know, the only reason you would take Nim over a lock, right, is for the initiative and for his ability. And his ability has to do with bombs. And if no one's flying bombs, then, you know, what's the point? 
You have actually brought up a good point. That uh, that chassis is 45, 46, 47. Mm -hmm. Two more points for uh, Nim's for ability five. and yeah. uh, three uh, pilot skill. Yeah. That's a... Uh, they do not value his ability very much. Uh, nope, not at the moment. So hopefully it stays that way. Um, tragedy simulators, simulators went down in the last points update too. So say tragedy simulators. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's, that's one. Is of the that what you're calling them now? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's what we've always for them. called them. Yeah, they, that's what they are. God, I'm not in the cool kids club. <laughs> <I didn't know laughs> that. So all right, Nim down some more. She may keep going down until she gets stupid again. We'll find out. <laughs> Nim's a girl. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm going with it. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know I, anything about Star Wars. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> well, Nim is not a is not a character that anybody really knows. Um, all right. So the YV six sixty six light freighter, um, Bosk, Lots Razi, and the Transocean Slaver all went down. Uh, Bosk by two points, down to sixty, and uh, Lots Razi down by a point, and Transocean Slaver down by a point. Funny thing here is Moralo Aval didn't go down, which is kind of, and is, already, and is still the most expensive one. It's 66 points, um, which is kind of funny because that ability is, it's cute and funny, but I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's not worth points. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think they're scared of it. You they're know, scared I, I of think, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but boss going down could mean something. I mean, boss's ability has always been a pain in the ass in, in 1.0 and now. <laughs> It was better in 1.0 because Mangler Cannon was a thing and Marksmanship was better, right? Like, yeah. There was things that comboed with it that aren't there now. Yeah. I do find the difference between, like, if you look at his ability in Moralo, Moralo Evol, mm -hmm. I don't think there's a six-point difference there. No. I just don't. No, I don't There's know. a difference, but if, if you ask me to put a cost on it, it's not six. No. 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 I agree. Yeah. I, I look at Moralo Evalo's ability... And ask yourself, is that worth 15 more points than a transition shaver? I just use shaver instead of slaver. <laughs> uh, no. No, it is definitely I, not. I do not, not. Want to, I do not want to shave from a Trandoshan. Oh, God. <laughs> They're lizard folk. They don't have... Well, maybe they... I don't know. Lizard, I don't know. Lizard. I don't know. Uh, first oh. name, last name, occupation. Lizard man, lizard man, lizard man. Uh, <laughs> but it's not 15 points. Like, no. Morello's a cool ability, but it's, it's not 15 points worth of cool. So, I don't think so, I, mean, no. I don't understand Bosk, that. Bosk has ways... If I'm not mistaken, Bosk does have ways to change hits to crits right yeah greedo 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 marksmanship is one but using a bullseye but, on him is kind of uh, ridiculous that's stupid yeah um greedo but like, it is used probably to be the main just, one i mean BC, was it mangler cannon was way cooler it's like yeah, hey yeah. just get a yeah. crit you're like I okay mean, yeah, done yeah well and greedo B and bt1 are both can do it um yeah. so no i mean i think that i don't think bosk is horrible i mean i think he's clearly the best to me, I think he's the best of the of, of the of the uh, YB six six six. Yeah. I, yeah. After you I mean, get those upgrades on him, he's going to be what maybe 70, 75 points. Is that is that worth yeah. slotting into a list for that for that ability? No. Yeah. I'm not saying he's good. I'm just saying he's better. the best of these. He's ones. the best out of these. Yeah. Well, and, he he and doesn't see nine points. Greedo Gunner is one point. <laughs> yeah, Greedo so, Gunner is super cheap because the negative yeah. on it is terrible. Okay, it's actually pretty horrifying. Like, yeah, but I, I mean, still though, like for nine points off my total list, I just take the sh the. God, I want to call him Shaver again. Yeah. Sure. I need a fucking haircut. Well, it was funny because they shave 
things, right? They shave Wookies points off a boss, yes. I mean, no, they shave Wookies. Just, oh, they, they scout they a little Wookies. A little bit more deep. Oh, that's that's a pretty deep shave there. Yeah, yeah it's a little little deep cut there. Um, the, the, it's actually funny because I actually watched a game on uh, on Hexiled's stream today. He where, was on the show. He was uh, involving Bosk and uh, Bosk and Greedo Gunner, and <laughs> it was kind of hilarious because he ended up playing a list of all PS4s or of all Initiative fours, and he. Um, that he had, he lost initiative or to it. So they were all shooting before him. So all four of the other ships in that list were shooting and getting free crits on him before he could use his Greedo. Yeah. And it was I, like I could terrible. See, yeah, <laughs> I could see BT1. So like, I think if you put him on a list, for example, maybe with, I'm totally spitballing here, but if like Scum, Scum um, Han, right, who also wants to have things be stressed. That's funny because I actually have yeah, and it's taking, you know, they're all taking, obviously you're taking uh, debris clouds and you're taking um, uh, the, the um, excuse me, rig cargo shoots. You know, I think there's a, you could maybe make it work. But yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not amazing. Yeah. So anyways, uh, YV666, I think Bosk uh, might see a little bit of table time, but probably not setting the Met on fire. Um, all right. Further down the list here, uh, we're into the upgrades. The Bosk crew card went down by a point. Um, after Meh. you perform a primary attack that misses, if you are not stressed, you must receive one stress token to perform a bonus primary attack against the same target. Um, I don't think this was really seeing a lot of play. Um, maybe there might be some niche scenarios where it might be okay. but It needs to be lower. Yeah, nine is probably still too much. Um, a nice shot. I mean, it's, it's, is it a reroll? Do you consider it a re uh, taking a stress token for a reroll? Um, I mean, because if you think about yeah. it, if you shoot and you miss and you didn't spend any modifiers, it's slightly, it's slightly better than a reroll because if the the defender spends tokens, you get sort of a hot shot gunner effect. Yeah, um, yeah. If you roll but, like one and they and they have to spend a token not to take that, then it's you know it's it could be good. Yeah, yeah but not Nine's for that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Big news here in the upgrade land, really, and we already talked about this a little bit. Was Slave One going up four points from one to five, which I think Good. was a very Good. necessary uh, uh, change. Point, four hundred percent change. Yeah. Well, it also it just went back to where it was at the beginning. Like it literally just like oh, <laughs> we had it right Wait. the first time. We no, fucked up. Put it back. Yeah. Put it back. Put it back. Well, um, the problem. The problem with that one is they keep adjusting the point of like Boa Fett and they can't tell which one's the fucking problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, which well, one first is it was Marauder. the offender? Well, yeah, because oh, yeah, everybody right. was using Marauder well, at no, first. Well, no, because even the Marauder was like, they're using to play Han, so they can't decide mm -hmm. who the offender here is. Yeah. It's like, which one of these parts of the combo is broken and which one's totally fine? Yeah, exactly. And so, they can't figure it out. They, they can't, but uh, uh, I think Boba is really the problem, but Slave 1 was, at one point, was absolutely ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. especially at one when, point is pretty, yeah. Well, especially when you could play him in these squads where, I mean, Scum could take deeper bids than like any other faction with Boba. So it's like you throw Boba out there with Fen and you're taking like a 15 point bid or more. Like it was ridiculous. So Not me. I just put stupid upgrades on there till I get to 200. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's that's how that's how that's how we're supposed to do it. <laughs> that's how right. like, you designed like, it. Yeah, I like abilities. Yeah. So, anyways, glad this went up. It was it was necessary. Um, and you know, it's always kind of funny to see them, you know, end up 
backtracking on stuff like this. Kind of like this is kind of like reminds me of Leia, actually. Um, they just can't decide whether it should be one or eight. Yeah, exactly. Like I think Leia started as eight, went down to like one, and now is back to seven. So, <laughs> you know, that's the reasonable number. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Leia's Falcon also went down by three. Uh, the other Falcon went down by three too. So I mean, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Like the Falcon should be a part of this game. So anything you do to make the Falcon. Oh yeah. Even if, th- even if they have to force the Garkin on that one, mm-hmm. like the Falcon should be a part of this game. Yeah. So. Like, if you got to make it a thing, make it a thing. Yeah. So and, that I can play the motherfucking Falcon. And if, and if we've, <laughs> if, if there's no, if there's one theme, I think, to this entire points change, it's about, it's it's pushing pushing the Garkin on the Falcon. Um, it's fine. It should be a part of the game. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, they, they did it in all three factions. All, but all they always three... talk about how, like, the, the X-Wing and the TIE Fighter are, like, the baseline for this whole game. Yeah. Like, if you had another baseline, the Falcon should be the baseline for... Big based high yeah. level skill. Aces well, yeah, kind of, they're, you know, they're yeah. the baseline, except they changed the point value for X Wings, and they probably should change the point value for Tie Fighters. So they, Up or down? Down. Tie Fighters are too. Tie Fighter LNs are too expensive. Um, yeah, probably. Shot like, when you compare them to no, when you compare them to uh, FOS, and yeah, I mean, there's a whole conversation. It's mostly comparing them to the separatist drones, just because of network calculations. Yep, like net- network calculate <laughs> network calculations is ridiculous, and um, so those drones, even still at twenty points, are s- like just are still ridiculous because of network calculations. Um, you just can't get as many toys with eight of them anymore um, that you know that you used to be able to. But all right, well that wraps it up for scum we're gonna uh hit the halftime here and we will come back with uh, some talk about the uh, empire so all right we'll be back here's the florida news desk this week in florida in a viral video that's been viewed more than 4.7 million times a man can be seen riding on the hood of a semi-truck while it traveled down i-95 in boynton beach florida last saturday News outlet WPLG reported Florida Highway Patrol received a call from the passenger of a Toyota SUV early Saturday afternoon about a man he said was acting strange. According to state troopers, the passenger said the driver then stopped on the southbound ramp of the Florida Turnpike, got out of his car, and began walking on the highway. The man then climbed over a median, walked from the southbound lane to the northbound lane, and jumped on top of a truck. The man then began beating on its windshield with his hand, said Florida Highway Patrol. The truck then continued traveling northbound on I-95 with the man still on the hood. The video showed the truck moving from side to side in an attempt to shake the man off. A state trooper eventually stopped the truck and arrested the man, according to WPLG. He was later taken to hospital for evaluation. The incident remains under investigation, Florida Highway Patrol stated. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And we are now going to dive into the points changes on the uh, Imperials. So I am going to preface this with, I think, uh, kind of in large part, the Imperials got screwed and they're they are now just worse in general. You're just an Imperial empathizer. Uh, you need to stop. This is Empire did nothing wrong, bro. Yeah, yeah, Empire bro. Sympathizer, wrong. not empathizer. Yeah, em- sympathizer. Empathize- I, <laughs> I both sympathize and empathize because I've, pl- I've played a lot of Imperials. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, we will go through the list here. They, there is some bright spots in here, so it's not, it wasn't all bad, but that uh, it, it's not great. So uh, starting off here with the Alpha Class Starwing, uh, Major Vinder, uh, Lieutenant Karsabi, and the Rose Squadron all went down by one point. Joe, what's your opinion on this? 
Uh, I was going to have to buy Lunchables anyhow, so that 10% <laughs> discount was not really moving the needle. <laughs> not moving the needle much. Um, no. Yeah, no. so it's fine. Okay, point off. Cool. Um, maybe, you know, Vendor was kind of, would get played every once in a while. The Hatchet Man squad would pop up here and there. Um, so maybe, you know, okay, you get an extra point. There you go. Although Jenden went up, although Jenden went up so. a point, so completely offset. So yep. <laughs> again, I was going to need to buy luncheon meats, so I mean the ten percent difference really just yeah. offset the lunchables. Yeah, so so Jenden goes up a point. I'm fine with that. I mean Jenden was used a lot in a lot of different lists as a as a um, you know he just kind of he made a lot of things work basically. <laughs> So one, a one point increase on him, I don't think is the end of the world. Make him, he's, he's the most used Lambda shuttle. He should be the most expensive one. That's fine. Um, this one, uh, this one kind of goes along with Jenden here. Also, um, the Thai Advance V1, the Inquisitors went up uh, by one point to 36. Just, just real quick. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. Just Go real ahead. quick. You mentioned Colonel Jenden being used a lot. Yeah. Does that one point increase make uh existing lists ineffective i think um well combined with the inquisitor going up um it like the Jenden inquisitor lists I, I don't know the exact math on it but i think you would probably have to drop some upgrades in order to make it work now so this was a targeted it. um it was targeted a specific archetype I think it, yeah, I think it targeted uh, it mostly targets the Jenden inquisitor archetypes um which tend to rely on 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 those inquisitors um those pilot, those initiative three inquisitors um you, you see them with like fifth brother and seventh sister and some other mixes and stuff at, at right. times too but but the like i you know those the i think one version was like grand inquisitor and two, and two um, regular inquisitors or triple inquisitors with like more upgrades on them so it just depends on the version of the list um and it's not a huge change to it, but it does affect it a little bit. And, you know, you're, you're, you're probably going to have to make some different decisions with upgrades. Uh, the, but so it was, I think it, between Jenden and the Inquisitor change, it's kind of tar targeted at that, that list specifically. Okay. Um, the, the Baron of the Empire went down two points to 28, um, which because it's not getting played at all. I mean, there was there was the five points extra that it used to be to get the Inquisitor with the Force Point was just totally worth it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So now, so now it, it, it's down to twenty eight. So now you've got an eight point increase in order to to get a uh, a Force Point compared to the Baron. So, I don't know. What do you think about what do you think about the Barons? You, you think uh, you know the it does have a talent slot, um, which is cool uh for for like a low you know for uh initiative three uh, what do you guys think of the barons you think they'll show up now no 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 i don't <laughs> think so i don't really think so too much either maybe maybe as a filler but i mean uh, yeah I, I i know this is not a direct comparison but you know if we think about again what a cheap force crew costs which is you know eight nine nine at the minimum i think now. nine nine points for seven, some factions seven sister. right yeah. and in some factions it's more like 10 or 12 or whatever yeah you know this is this is still less than that so i think you're gonna bump up to the inquisitors pretty much anytime you have the chance 
pretty much yeah i mean the, the inquisitors with the force point you have a force point you take an evade and you're basically just like a little mini defender they're so hard to kill um so i i, I get it so I mean, they were 40 so at least they're down from that 40 mark still so I, they're, they're, they're they, they didn't do a drastic increase on them um here's one that i it just confuses me um Sinterfell went up another point for I don't even know what reason <laughs> he's he's not I mean he gets played but he is not like I don't think he, he's certainly not meta defining by any stretch of the imagination he's very balanced yeah uh, he's very balanced you know you you have your bullseye your your power skill six you have an ability that you have to reposition you get a stress the ship is much more balanced than it ever was in 1.0. Oh, for sure. It doesn't need a cost increase unless it's something very specific. Yeah. Well, it's already had... It already got put up to 53 a couple updates ago, and now it's up to 54. I mean, for... And like I said, I, the, uh, the bumping the 53, I kind of understood. He was getting a lot more play when he was at 52. Um, but he's not really... I mean, he still shows up because he's Sunter and he's popular, but he's not winning tournaments um so that 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 one just really kind of baffles me a little bit <laughs> so um and He's they also win tournaments no ships are winning tournaments well you well, know what i mean and, no but i i agree with you Stephen. like i i think in a in a points update where like a lot of a type you know a rank whatever we want to call it a plus rank stuff was you know maybe got slight increases i could see i could i could understand let me put it that way a slight increase to soon tier but in a points update where almost nothing got an increase, right? The things yeah. that got increased were like really, really S tier. Like, hey, this is this is yeah. problematic for the game, uh, with the exception of maybe some Republic stuff and whatever. But like, this is one of those things that got bumped up. That's like it doesn't really fall in that category. You know, yeah. it it really doesn't. Um, and it, yeah, it didn't need to go up. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of it was a that was weird, pointless change i don't think it makes a huge difference going to 54 but it's also why like it doesn't make a big difference but it, it does make a difference and he wasn't lighting the world on fire so i, I don't it, well, it doesn't and that make combined with crack shot going up right which yeah. i don't think is a bad thing but like if you were going to take crack on sensor then you can and yeah and, and and every point does make a difference when you're running an imperial aces squad where mm -hmm. it matters and you know yeah yeah it, it matters yeah is it is it just potentially um tighten up the initiative bid you know stuff like that i don't know if well the if funny you would think that deep into I, meta play i mean i think they do to some degree but the issue was is that you couldn't there wasn't an imperial list that took a that that actually legitimately could take a bid against a boba fen list like they just didn't they just don't exist so yeah you can try to take a bid but i don't think it's a good list so i think most of the imperialists were were going maybe taking a little bit of a bid to go just to have a bid against certain other things just something yeah. but they weren't taking the super deep bid to actually be like the deep bid lists the, you, you can't do it they with the way that they've upped the points on vader and sunter and uh whisper and some of the other ships over the past few updates you just really didn't have the room to take a super deep bid in imperials with with the aces so i don't know i don't, I don't really I don't really get it. I think it was just kind of a pointless, uh, pointless change. But um, all right. Well, move, moving along here. Uh, here's another pointless change. The tie aggressor. 
<laughs> Lieutenant Kestel and Double Edge both got a one point decrease. Um, yeah, it's the aggressor. Uh, I don't. I still don't think it's going to see play. Nope. Um, so, you know, what, they, what is it about the aggressor that won't see play? It's just the chassis. It just doesn't have enough really going for it. Um, it's. I, I don't know. It's 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 it is kind of interesting in the sense that I actually kind of really feel like it's most analogous to like a uh, uh, a gold squad gold squadron um, V19. Um, it's very similar stat line um, okay, and very that. and pretty similar um, action bar. So it has like the roll into an evade. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, you know, with the added, you know, it can take missiles and turrets. And, dial and yeah, it's got a decent dial. I mean, I don't think it's a bad ship. And it's only one point more for the Saner Specialist compared to the Gold Squadron yeah. Trooper. If we had, if we had good turrets, it might matter. We don't, yeah. and it doesn't. Yeah, is, it, is that what it is? is it yeah, that it's I, I think it is. That's, that's what I think it is. Yeah, I, I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think it, and I think the named pilots have the same problem that the named pilots of the V19s have is that they're nobody's going to take a named v19 no and and like the the ability on it would have to be so ridiculously good to make it worth taking um that nobody's going to take it because they're just none of them have abilities that are that great so i mean is this i'm trying to think here you know just in general spam list or anything like that in swarms yeah i mean i think for Four more points, you can bring a signer specialist over an academy pilot. Yeah. Uh, that gives you two more health, uh, reduces your agility by one. Um, is there any anything to that? You know, I mean, it's just, I mean, you're, you're still shooting the same number of dice. Maybe you're a little bit more uh, yeah. l- or less susceptible to variants, you know, since you have a little bit more health. Yeah, I, I think the problem is that the imperial swarms are all centered around Hal runner and putting in a ship that's more expensive than an academy tie is not on a list that is already hard to fit together anyways because of the points changes that have happened to it so i i, I don't know i think it's it's kind of tough it's it's kind of tough to justify um one way or the other it, it would uh, you know like i said I, I really do think it kind of fits into that v19 mold um, you could just use it, the Saner Specialist, as is, as like a filler like the Republic does. But the mm-hmm. the thing is, I think Empire has so many other options that it just doesn't come up. Well, how much does the V-19 cost? 25. Yeah, I, I think the issue there is is what you said. It's the force multiplier of the of the swarm lists, right? You've got mm-hmm. Sinker. Um, you know, there was a force multiplier. I mean, you know, Jonas with bombers and barrage rockets was the thing at the beginning of 2.0. But then yeah. Jonas went way up and barrage rockets went up. And, you know, you can get a Sinar, I think, is one point cheaper than the cheapest um, uh, bomber. And they do have two missile slots, so they could take barrage rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they also have less health, right? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I, I think right six. Yeah, for one, one for one point, I would take us for if you were to try to do barrage rockets. Obviously, that being the same thing, um, I would take a scimitar, uh, bomber 
over a um, tigress or the, the center specialist every single right. time for one right. more because, Absolutely. because Yeah, because it, it has one more health, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I hate I, I don't think these, these comparisons are perfectly announced, but I think they're useful for point of reference, right? How much does a hull upgrade cost on a two agility ship? Right? Well, hold on. Um, and now, also points. to take into account as the or, as the dial, uh, the dial also adds another um, K turn. Um, so they have two K turns. The bombers do. Well, I think the big um, thing is that five K turn. A, a yeah, five K exactly. is is huge. It's actually, huge. it's a it's good it's a good maneuver. Good. It's yeah. super good. Pull up so I mean, for one point, points. those are good benefits. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it costs five points to pull up the hull upgrade onto a agility ship. So. Yeah. So, all right, well, move, moving on. Just for the, the listeners, by the way, just I, I just got to give Steve a, a huge prop. Whatever you just put together here is the most amazing thing. Oh, this list, the, the spreadsheet? Yeah, this is great. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, next up we got the uh, the Thai Punisher. Um, Redline, uh, looks like they all went down a little bit. Redline went down a point. Death Rain went down a point. Cutlass squad pilot went down a point. Um, Redline's still the standout here. Um, you know, still up from the original price of 44, which was obviously way too cheap, but edging back down. So, you know, I think you could start seeing, um, you know, Redline sneak back in a little bit. I mean, Redline, I mean, people were playing Redline at Worlds last year before this chain you know when it was at 52 super good i played redline at worlds last year duncan howard played redline at worlds uh dune played redline at worlds um his ability is fantastic and um you know coming down even a little bit more here and is is great um so i don't know you 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 could see redline kind of pop back in a little bit maybe um especially with some of the other kind of nerfs that have happened in imperials um maybe redline starts looking like a better option again so um all right uh tide defender so here's a this is a kind of a big one um the tide defender named pilots colonel vessery countess riad and rexler brath all went down by two points so vessery's down to 82 riad's down to 80 and brath is down to 79 um can you fit three in the list no nope uh, I think the big one here is is Rexler is really the one that gets played the most, and the fact that he's a five and he's still the cheapest of the name named ones, and he's even cheaper at seventy nine, is is actually maybe meaningful. Um, you know, I, I think Rexler is really good. Um, he's very really solid, and you know, th- that that chassis is incredible. Obviously, so the cheaper it gets at any point um, is is going to be good, and. Uh, and, and Rexler to five is, is, you know, can make use of it. So I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think about the defender here? I agree with what you said that I think Rexler in 2.0 has been the standout and remains, remains so. Um, I think that they just, FFG needs to rip the bandaid off and, and drop this chassis down below 67 for the scrub. Yeah. Um, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe I'll literally get these words, but, you know, I, I think, you know, Clearly, they don't want to let you have three in a list, but I do not think that three unupgraded <coughs> Delta Squadron pilots, uh, Delta Squadron defenders, would be uh, meta-breaking or yeah. meta, you know, even necessarily a meta list. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so at this point. It's it's hard to say for sure, and obviously, point adjustments kind of change things all the time. But um, 
you know, maybe as long as you don't put it in hyperspace at some point, it might be okay to drop it down to 66 or 65 and see what it does. Ooh. The hyperspace point is a good point that I hadn't thought of. Yeah. It, it would be more problematic in hyperspace. Oh, yeah, in hyperspace for sure. But if you just leave it as an extended only thing, um, there's, a, there's enough predators and extended that it, I don't think it would be it would be earth shattering. So um, I, I don't know. I still love, I mean, I love Vessery and Riad's abilities both. Um, I would like to, I, you know, I'd like to get some more play time with them and try them out some more um, because it, you know, they're both fantastic abilities. Um, you know, I just really like, really, really like Rexler at a five in the Defender. I just, the five initiative feels really important on it. So, um, all right, moving on. So here's the, here's the big one. And this one actually, it, you know, it combines with a couple of other things. Um, Whisper went up three points to 60. Um, so Whisper is now up a total of eight points from her original price of 52, which is, this may be the, this may be the death, the death knell. I, I don't think completely. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Whisper is going to disappear, but this is a pretty big increase. And when you combine it with, uh, fifth brother uh gunner going up by a point and um passive sensors for uh becoming you know initiative based and going up to four for i5s so that's another point so the two the two most common upgrades and so it's a five point increase between the two most common upgrades and whisper um which is a, that's a lot and and like i said the, the the imperialists have already not really been running bids so a lot of the imperialists that were using kind of that version of whisper um that were up at like 198 197 or whatever are now over so you know there may be there may be ways to kind of retool some of those lists to still fit some of the stuff together but it's going to be kind of drastically weakened i think and um which isn't that you know i know whisper is really good and there's probably a lot of people who have legitimate complaints about playing against whisper um i personally love whisper and playing with whisper and i and um I, I don't i haven't i don't know if i would you know describe it as broken um it's certainly really good but uh it's a it's an ace ship and yeah it, you know when um it's a very unique unique ship with the decoy ability yeah uh something that people have you know, think about the onset, you know, of the Phantom um, and just what we've experienced. You know, the people that started playing Phantoms, you know, <laughs> were flying two Phantom lists, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whisper Echo and just destroying shit. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously they adjusted the uh, the decloak. And ever since then, you know what I mean, we we started to see that it's just the decloak ability just by itself was uh, a huge repositioning ability mm -hmm. um, to be able to manage um, a lot of things, even if it was done before your maneuver. Yeah. Um, so, it, or, or obviously uh, before anybody else's maneuver. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think the issue, sorry, go ahead, Carlos. No, no, I, just to finish my thought is just basically, I, I think a lot of people that have, that fly phantoms today have been flying them for years yeah. um so it's 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 a, something that they're used to uh something that they're comfortable with and that hasn't changed whisper still flies like whisper 
Yeah. Uh, and she's still just as good as she mm-hmm. is, you know, as she was before. Yeah. And I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, Carlos, and I, I think it does really get to it. It's like the Phantom is a special case, period, right? Anytime you mess with, with this fundamental fundamental mechanic of the game, you know, it's going to be a big deal. <clears throat> and I think that's maybe part of what's going on here is like, it's not that Whisper is dominating or that she's, you know, completely overpowered and making the Imperials win everything and whatever, right? Which is like what we think about when we, you know, as tournament players or whatever, you know, well, non-tournament players these days, right? But like, um, <clears throat> I think that the thing, and I love playing Phantoms and I love playing against Phantoms. I think it's so much, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it has a lot of really interesting things to think about to the game, right? But I do think that for some people and in some situations, it can be a, a pretty pretty negative play experience right you know you, you yeah i'm sure you you all know right like you get into that situation especially in the end game right and whispers the only ship left and you have two or three ships but like you're gonna lose like you know or whatever right like just because they're lower initiative and you know uh they don't have as much maneuverability and it's you know it, it, there's nothing you can do right or, yeah. or especially when you have one ship against whisper there's there's just like literally nothing you can do yeah um and I, and I do think, but like, I don't think that's a good reason. Personally, I don't think that's a good reason to increase the points. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I, I've played a lot of Whisper lately. And um, like I said, it's really good. Whisper is very good. And I think, um, I, I just don't, see, I just don't see it. A, a three point increase after having already received a five point increase. Um, it it feels it just feels a little extreme. I think uh, yeah. I think maybe I could have understood like a one point, maybe a two point, but three feels like it's a little bit much. Um, but maybe maybe especially when you add on top the passive sensors and the fifth brother thing, and it's it it suddenly kind of becomes a pretty extreme increase in points. But uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, um, just basically. It comes back to uh, something I mentioned earlier. Does it make you want to play the other TIE Phantoms? I, I mean, I've been playing, I was playing Whisper and Echo together. So I love Echo and I would, and, and actually Echo got the best out of this deal really because um, Echo's points didn't change, but also because of the initiative change to passive sensors received a, a one point discount on passive sensors. Which, so it cancels out the fifth brother increase. So Echo is exactly the same points if you want to run passive sensors and, and, and fifth brother on them. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if you want to play Echo, um, and, and Echo is fantastic. I love Echo. I mean, that's so Echo definitely Echo definitely got the best deal out of all this and, and may start and it's probably going to start seeing a lot more play um, for, for those lists that you can't fit Whisper into anymore. And you kind of have to think about, you know, we don't, I don't know, um, obviously they do the, the commentary, you know, when they do these points updates, I, I, I personally have not watched it, but, you know, sometimes you get some of the insight on why they make these decisions. And it's usually based on a couple of things. Number one, overpowered, right? Reduced points because they're overpowered. Number two is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, reduced, um, they're they're underutilized. So mm. number one, yeah. you know, reduce the points. 
Number two, increase the points because they're overpowered. Number three is always, you know, sketchy between the two, right? So like increase the points because they want the other ships to be more utilized in the same chassis, the other pilots. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing goes for, you know, reducing the points is sometimes they reduce the points for the other ships of the same chassis, but they keep the points the same or increase the other one because it is overutilized. So I think sometimes you have to think about like what specifically targeted, I, you know, I, FFG I to to focus on Whisper, increase the cost. I think it was I, basically I, based on uh, uh, making sure that the other ones are used. See, I just don't think that's true. I, I get what you're saying, Carlos. I think in this case, it's I just don't find that to be true. Like all the fandoms have gotten played, <laughs> right? Like in second edition. Sigmas have gotten played a lot. <laughs> you know, Imdars have gotten played. Echo has gotten a fair amount of play. Echo won some major tournament, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's been um, a f- number of Echo lists that have done decently well. Um, so, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, Carlos, and I do think that sometimes that happens in certain uh, archetypes. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know about I, I got to say, I actually think this, I think... Carlos is kind of on the right track. I actually think it has more to do with the faction than it has to do with the ship. I, I think it has more to do with the f- with the fact that the Empire has has been kind of traditionally throughout 2.0 the most played faction, and the like this this points change the Sunter points change the Inquisitors. I think it's not so much pointed at any really specific lists in the Imperials as it is pointed at some of the common elements. Um, to try to make the entire faction a little bit less attractive to to the amount of people that play it. I think that's probably a, a good thought. Yeah, I, I could get behind that for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, not that I agree with it, just that I, could, I, I can see that. I don't agree with it, but I think that's what they're doing. Um, because, you know, Imperials do get played more than any other faction, you know, throughout throughout 2.0. I think there's, you know, there's been a couple of points where some other factions have, have had some... Um, scum has had uh, scum as of late has been actually really hot, but um, scum had some earlier times they were hot too. Yeah, yeah. So the, you know, there's different times here and there, but I think they're trying to peel off more of those imperial players and get them into other factions. Uh, that's kind of what I think. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I've been wanting to play first order. That you know, like I'm I'm willing to go play first order. They need to give me something more in first order though. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, right, they need to they need to give them another ship. <laughs> yeah, I mean you got the G the 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 G class shuttle coming out, which looks like it it could be interesting in first order. So um, I'll hold fair, off fair, judgment fair. until that's kind of fully released. But um, all right, so mo- moving down here to the striker, um, a lot of changes in here. Uh, Countdown, Pierce Sabak, and Vagabond, and the Black Squadron Scout all went down by a point. And Duchess went up by two points. So this I actually am totally fine with in the sense that I think it's kind of finally putting the tie strikers where they were probably should have been in the first place. Yep. Uh, Duchess, yep. for some weird reason, was the cheapest of the named pilots until Vagabond came out. And then, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. What do you say, Dom? No, I just totally agree. I agree. Yeah. This is this is probably the way it should have been in general. And I, as someone who enjoys playing rolling lots of attack dice whenever i play imperials i try and fit pierce sabak into a list so pierce sabak pierce sabak is super fun so getting a little bit of a discount on pierce sabak is nice i you know Mm -hmm. both pierce sabak and countdown i think are are good ships and it's it would be good to see them get a little bit more play 
They both have really fun abilities. I mean, Countdown is a perfect example of another ship. Like, we were talking about this with Rebels, and I don't want to harp on it too much, but, like, in a meta, in the right meta, Countdown's really good. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, in a meta with lots of ships, less so. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, the only other change in here was the gunner. Um, fifth, fifth brother went up a point, which we already talked about. Um, now, there is one thing I want to mention. This was technically, you know, one of the changes to the generic upgrades, but I think it really affects Imperials more than anybody else. And that's the passive sensors change. And I already mentioned it with Whisper, but um, I actually, this is my take on it and, you know, agree or disagree, but I, I really think it was, it's the making it six points for the I-6s was stupid um because realistically the only i6 that takes that upgrade is vader so making it i making it six points for i6s is just saying vader it costs six points on vader now and it's i actually think the the what the the, the dumb thing about it to me is that the cool thing about passive sensors is that I actually think it was one of the f it's one of the only upgrades in the game that actually encourages you to fill out the points in your squad, especially when you use it on somebody like Vader. Um, and, it, and it was one of the things that I think made um, Imperial Aces and Vader specifically continue to be playable during um, times of extreme point bidding. So vader is still usable with passive sensors against uh an eight, 185 point boba fan or against uh the nantex or you know like when uh when when you were seeing like 181 point nantex lists or whatever with um with ensnare and sunfac uh, passive sensors made vader playable against that stuff and and actually kind of i think was more in line with the spirit of the game of of the idea of actually using your 200 points so <laughs> I, I actually i completely disagree with the change on that and that, that that's just me but it, i actually think it was a, a terrible i think it was a terrible so, change so i totally take your point Stephen. that that i like what you're saying about building out your list and having a, having a way to counter um so to speak you know the the, the initiative bid wars and all that i i i like that and i agree I, I maybe take a more of a middle ground of I see why they did it. You know, I see why, you know, they basically made this upgrade for, you know, it seems like at least I'm, I can't I don't I can't speak for the designers. Right. But like it seems like, OK, this is a cool thing for lower initiative ships to have to counter higher initiative ships. Right. Um, and obviously it has other uses outside of that. Um, so one thing like let, let me let me ask you the ask you the question this way. How would you feel if they still had a, a scale, you know, for initiative, um, but it was just less aggressively pointed? So, oh. you know, instead of being like two, four, six, seven, eight, it was two, three, five, six, or something, you know, or whatever. I don't know what it would be. But. I mean, if I, I think it, yeah. Well, the problem with it is that it only increases the cost. It decreases it for everybody but the fives and the sixes. So it makes it six points for the for the sixes and four points for the fives, and then two for everybody else. So. I'm fine with the, the two points for the kind of the lower initiative stuff because it really wasn't wasn't really getting used on on which I think is was the original intent of the card was for it to be used on low initiative ships to to be ordnance carriers right exactly which I also think is a bad idea so I'm actually <laughs> not a I'm actually not um, particularly a huge fan of 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 that idea either 
because I think um, alpha striking was um, with as was something we saw with triple jump masters back in 1.0. I'm not a big fan of, of alpha striking ordinance stuff in general. I just think it's kind of bad for the game. So I, I'm not a huge fan of it there. And I'm not a huge, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's like, it's not terrible too for them at whatever. Like, I'm not going to complain about it at the moment, particularly. But uh, I don't, I don't want to see, I think six was way over aggressive on, uh, because it's literally directly pointed at Vader because it, because no other sixes use it. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you made a good point, though, um, that it may have been targeted, you know, specifically on the intent yeah. of the card, um, that basically the intent was as a fix uh, for the issues that lower initiative ships have to be able to do their ordnance, um, you know, uh, jumps and all that stuff, you know, um, get, get those off on the first combat round. Mm-hmm. So to have seen it instead used as a basically a counter to bid war um may have been the reason why that that basically they kind of flipped the intent of of passive sensors yeah and and i think that's what they did but i also think that's the completely backwards way to think about it Uh, i mean i i think having a card out there that encourages people to not take bids is I think it's I, I personally just think it's a good thing. I, I think you were seeing a lot of these Vader lists, um, Imperial Ace lists with Vader in them were willing to go to nine, 198, 199, 200 even um, because because of passive sensors. Well, we, wasn't there a main issue that he could do actions off of passive sensors? I mean, that may be the issue, but but realistically, when you look at it, it's that's not even really... I mean, I played a lot of this, and, and while you can do some cool tricks with that at times, and that's part of what makes it cool against, like, Sunfock, for instance, for instance um, the, the issue is, is that there are so many matches where you don't use it. So, like, you're taking this six-point upgrade on Vader now, and I can't even... Like, I have more matches where I never use passive sensors than matches that I do because it's an insurance policy. So you're, you're bringing it as an insurance policy against a deep bid against other sixes. And that's, okay. the, that's what it's there for. So I, I don't in, think it's, you're getting enough value out of it at six points. Well, I mean, j- and just like you mentioned, though, right? It's a, it's a six-point upgrade that keeps you level across the board is that a problem or not next wing and and that's really the the question comes to is that is 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 just a one single upgrade making that one ship able to counter every single list it could that potentially be an issue i mean I, i don't think it was making it counter every single list i think it was just giving it giving it a counter against deep bids which I think is a good thing to have a counter against. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to bid 183 Ooh. points. Yeah, I, 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 I was. I was kind of simplifying it, and yeah. obviously, it's it's a um, you come up with Vader. He's initiative six, and the whole entire list is under initiative six. You're, he moves last, and he acts last. Yeah, you come up against a list that has an initiative six, and they have initiative bid. They win the bid. They move last but you still act fast last and see what i'm getting at like basically mm-hmm. there's one consistent thing is that your vader always acts last yeah it may not move last 
every time, but yeah. it always act, acts last. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the main reason that they did that. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I totally understand the reasoning. I just think it's bad reasoning. <laughs> like uh, that's that's just that's just me. Like I said, it's my personal opinion, just because I played a lot of Vader, and I didn't want to have to play passive sensors. I started playing passive sensors on Vader because I because I had to because the the bid wars um, against things like Boba Fenn or at the time during uh, during Worlds against the Nantexes were ridiculous, and the only way to counter it was uh, in any way meaningful way was was with passive sensors. So. so it- it was a symptom, not the disease. Yeah, yeah. So, because because that's the thing is like I won't I won't play I wouldn't play passive sensors if I was if I wasn't worried about bid wars. Like if if people weren't you know bringing 185 point lists, I wouldn't be playing passive sensors on Vader. If I could get away with a 197 or a 198 list, and and feel like you know I wasn't going to get outbid like you know every single time by some ridiculous list that I'm just screwed against if I get outbid against. Um, then I'd be, yeah, I wouldn't play it. I would, I actually prefer collision detectors. I know a lot of people prefer a fire control system. Um, Have I told you guys my preference for, for how to fix this problem structurally? Uh, no. With, with, with bids. Okay. So, I mean, obviously lots of people have lots to say about this topic. I think one thing to try and I, and I'm not sure that it would be a hundred percent fixed, but I think it would be an interesting idea is just to say, well, I mean, part of the problem with bids is that not only with aces against aces, right, not only do they let, does it let you move last, which is huge, huge advantage and act last, but having a lower bid um, also makes you uh, have the points advantage, right, for the end game because your ships are worthless mm-hmm. um, and you have those, those points in the bank, so to speak. And I think all you'd have to, in my opinion, the, the easiest fix would just be to say any points that you don't spend um, are, are not safe points, they're dead points, right? Your yeah. opponent basically starts with those points having already been destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. You only get points for, you only, you only get, you know, have points for the ships that are on the board, yeah. period. Um, and then that would, that would somewhat change the onus where like, okay, yes, it's a huge advantage in ace versus ace to have my aces go last. On the other hand, I would have them to go first, the other guys go last. On the other hand, every point that he drops, right, um, you know, hurts him in every matchup and in our mirror, right? Um, he, the onus is on him, right? To, uh, to do more damage. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that's interesting. I, I, I certainly think that could be uh, an interesting way to deal with it. You know, um, I'm sure the, uh, you know, uh, that would be an interesting one to ask the developers about, you know, maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> next time they do a, an, a, a, a live stream, somebody gets that question in there. Well, though, I, I think you hit it on the nail there. And one of the things that I always thought about is that that would just basically bring it up to almost full, you know. So basically the bids are now 199, 198, mm-hmm. maybe 197, because you may still want to take that bid, but sacrificing one, two points, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's no big deal. Yeah. Um, but. You know, once you're sacrificing 15 mm-hmm. uh, points, it, it becomes a, a, a very much uh, a, I think the, a, a problem. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that it would make it bidding wars less of a problem in the mirror. And the, and the where we really see the the biggest, I think, like sort of escalation with that sort of stuff is in the mirrors, right? Where you have yeah. a really strong aces list, and you want to you want when you when you see that really strong aces list, 
you want to be moving last, and you want him to have to destroy your ships, right? Because if you take a bigger bid, not only do you move last, uh, but if he kills half of your soon tier and you kill half his soon tier, you're still winning because your soon tier is worth one less point, yeah. right? Um, whereas that wouldn't be the case here. Yeah. No, I, I actually I actually like that. I think that'd be a, a cool thing to to test with, you know? I, so, yeah, That's an I, easy I, fix, too. Yeah. That's I just think, tournament. Yeah, and I think there's or something... tournament docs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think something probably needs to be done about bidding because the the problem is is that it, it pops up it pops up every once in a while because there's something that they didn't foresee so like your boba like the boba fen list i think is a is kind of a prime example i think the original nantex lists um were were kind of a prime example because i mean people were you're talking about bidding i mean they were bidding nantex lists or separatist lists in like entire ships it was like you know, your your bid was like twenty points. Like, like who's gonna bid an entire ship? So <laughs> it was, it was just kind of crazy. Right. And that so. just wouldn't happen in that case, right? Yeah. You'd just rather have the ship. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think yeah. that's what would happen. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So, all right. Well, let's let's move on to um, the new ship that was teased for the Imperials. Since we're wrapping up with the Imperials here. Um, it is the Thai RB Heavy. So they, they talked about this in their live, their Gen Con live streams. And um, it's, uh, so we got a new ship for the Imperials. So the first new ship for the Imperials since um, 2.0 came out. Uh, so exciting, exciting times. So, all right. Um, one of the ones that they teased here is, uh, let's just go over the ship in general first. Um, it is a uh, two die mobile turret. Uh, with uh, one evade and eight hull. It has a focus action, a reinforce action, a lock action, a red barrel roll, and a rotate linked to a red calculate. Um, and then its built-in ability is uh, it's called rotating cannons. Uh, you can rotate your arc indicator only to your front or rear. You must treat the front requirement of your equipped cannon upgrades as a mobile turret requirement so um so basically any cannons you equip on this thing uh that have a that actually have a front arc so this does not include the hlc because the hlc has only has a is a bullseye arc um anything with the front arc um on it can be used out of the rear of uh of one of these guys um which is pretty cool and it's also a medium base so apparently the um from what i saw on this the stream the ship is pretty huge for a tie fighter it's it's a it's it's it is a large tie fighter <laughs> thick boy thick boy um and uh so then one of the pilots that they showed off here is uh rampage um who is an initiative four it says after you execute a speed three to four maneuver you may choose a ship in your mobile arc at range zero to one if you do that ship gains one strain token or two strain tokens if you are damaged so that's pretty cool just being able to to kind of do a maneuver, point your, uh, you know, point your arc there and, and hand out some strain. I like that. No, that's, that's really good. Honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm s cautious, you know, slightly skeptical of the chassis just in general, but I, you know, as far as pilot ability goes, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool pilot ability. Um, 
you know the the chassis obviously it's a it's it's a thick guy so um it was a two more hull than a than a tie bomber um you know you do get a double arc you kind of you know kind of kind of reminds me in some ways of a tie sf um but you know different uh you know different kind of role than that but uh obviously it's so it's re- kind of reversing so as opposed to using like the tie sf's ability lets you shoot um was it missiles out of the rear arc so this lets you shoot cannons out of the rear arc which is kind of neat so it just gives you kind of a different way to do that um right i guess what i'm saying is like i i think that's cool on the other hand i don't think there are any good cannons to do it with right now yeah so that kind of depends on obviously depends on what comes in the in some of these new packs i can't remember right now but i feel like there was some new cannons um i don't know if they showed them or if you just kind of saw that they existed yeah maybe i don't know um but anyways one of the other cards in this pack that they revealed is called um uh, maneuver assist mgk 200 or 300 uh mgk 300 it's a configuration card specifically for the the heavy um and it reduce uh, says reduce the difficulty of your speed three straight and bank maneuvers and it adds a calculate action and a um barrel roll linked to a calculate uh action that makes me worried about the dial yeah so like is this going to be an auto include because the you know the three straight reduces the difficulty that, yeah yeah is it is it is it anything but green uh blue <laughs> you know what i mean like so well it's probably you know, my guess is probably white it's probably white yeah which means it reduces to blue uh blue and the banks height. might maybe or may, i can't that, yeah it might be red the dials i think they show the dial somewhere let's see if i can find it but um yeah so so i don't know it's interesting it's it's obviously everything's points dependent um you know what else is coming in this pack here so oh yeah ion limiter overdrive this is another new new card um so this is a talent slot that is restricted to tie fighters or anything with the tie keyword um after you fully execute a red maneuver, you may perform a barrel roll action even while stressed. If you do, roll an attack die on a hit result, gain a strain token, and on a crit result, gain an ion token. Um, so yeah, so anytime you do a red maneuver, you get to you can still barrel roll. Um, kind of similar to uh, was it uh, prime thrusters? Mm-hmm. Um, except you know, obviously you have this downside of having to roll die and possibly take strain or ion so yeah don't don't love that yeah uh it's it's hard to say now it's interesting because it's it's limited to tie variants um which means and it's a talent so it means it could technically get used on on like the rebel tie fighter or the mining guild tie or um a bunch of different things so um this has a little bit of cross-faction usability depending well the one thing that i um a draw out is that if you would want to do that barrel maneuvers to dodge some marks yeah uh, so the strain token may not be relevant yeah um mm-hmm. the i hand token obviously is and that's yes. just a, <laughs> it's a one in eight chance uh basically that you screw yourself over yeah um which is 
You know, it's, I, I always bring it back to our, our match, Stephen, where basically I said, it's a one in eight chance. <laughs> um, and, and it happened. Um, so, you know, yeah. sometimes those odds are not really good. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's an interesting upgrade. It may, it may, it may have some it's uses balanced. here and there. Yeah, it's definitely balanced. Um, it's balanced. Yeah. You know, it, it'll be it'll depend on on certain ships and certain dials and some ships it might be more useful on than others. But it's kind of hard to say at the moment. Can't imagine it'll cost very much. I was going to say, I mean, I don't. You say it's useful on certain ships in certain positions, but I have a hard time thinking of one. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, it depends I mean, on how much. Prime thrusters is is initiative costed, right? Or it is I now. Think so. Yeah, so from four to eleven. So or four to ten, something like that. Yeah, so I mean yeah, I guess if it's a lot cheaper than that, it could be a lot cheaper than that. Yeah. I mean with that I negative know. that downside on it, and I would say it's probably gonna be a fair bit cheaper. Plus it doesn't let you do boosts. Um Right, I guess I'm trying to think of like, would I take this for one point on any ship at any time? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, basically. yeah, no, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, um, we have to think about some some really funky stuff that people are not used to too. Um, with the preface tie, can you use it on a tie SF? And since they have sloops, you can. Sloop I was thinking after world. sloop would be the most useful. I was thinking that, or like when a a striker sloops, right? It could go on a strike. It could it go on a striker? Do they have the... Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. I mean, you can so, go yeah. on pretty much every ship in the Imperials. Almost every ship... Almost every Imperial ship has the word tie on it. So. Fair enough. Yeah, most of the small bases. Um, and, yeah. So, yeah, like you just mentioned, you know, on a sloop, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, we yeah. Maybe I think... Something, something that, that is unique um, where people are just not prepared yet. To figure out where that last position ends. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think off the sloop is the most interesting and uh, possible place. Yeah, to use it. I mean, if it's cheap enough, maybe maybe it could be interesting on an interceptor with its three sloop. Yeah. Um, can you use the chip ability off of that? Sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Um, let's see. Uh, sorry, I gotta pull it back up. Ah. It may be that after you perform an action, if you're not already stressed or something. Um, I talking about the actual sh- the actual ship ability for that tie heavy. Yeah. Um, you can rotate. No, 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 oh. no, no. A tie interceptor. Oh, interceptors, the auto thrusters. Yeah. So it's. That's basically just after you do an action, you can do a booster barrel roll as a as like a red action. Um, okay. So, it oh, so a red barrel roll or red boost, yeah. Yeah. Can you? It says after you fully execute a red maneuver, you may perform a barrel action. Yes. Can you use auto thrusters? Uh, no, because you would be stressed already, so you wouldn't be able to do a boost. Okay. Because yeah, because it's giving you steps. the ability. Yeah, it's just giving you the mm-hmm. ability to do the roll, which would. You're already stressed, so you do a white roll, but you're stressed, so you can't do the red boost. After you're done using this, you will end yeah. up with a stress token, so you can't use it. Yeah, yeah. It was just one of those things that I was just like, can you break this somehow? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I will say so that... 
they've gotten Go smart in their in their old age with uh with, with <laughs> not not letting cards with, be have like broken least, combos yes. as much yeah so all right any other any other thoughts on the uh the, the tie heavy here have rebels gotten a ship in 2.0 i don't think so right uh no nothing i can think of um i don't yeah i don't think so let me let me look through the list here but uh yeah no they have not so i don't think scum has gotten one either technically the the u-wing right the u-wing yeah the u-wing was a 1.0 ship though yeah when did the when did the white it was was, had the split package yeah yeah yeah, but it came out in 1.0 i mean you could kind of count the reaper that way too if you wanted to yt 1300 customized yt 1300 was it oh yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah that's right Len, no, right? give the rebels all the rebels is another ship. That'll yeah. that'll be fix it, right? Oh. Yeah, exactly. That'll fix everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for all this. Joe, you still with us? I think Joe fell asleep. I think a he did. While ago. Uh, it looks like he <laughs> it looks like he disconnected at some point. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get Joe's rant next next time, but. Uh, because I know he's got, he had a lot of thoughts and opinions about the uh, the FFG uh, in-flight report, <laughs> such as it was. I don't know if did you I don't know if you guys watched. Did you guys watch it? I watched part no. of it. Yeah. Did you Did you see how the, the stream kept dying and everything? <laughs> oh lord! It was a, it was a mess. So yeah, the stream died like four times and then they gave up. Um. So. <laughs> anyways, we'll talk more about that next time. <laughs> but all right, ready, guys. Dials down. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs>